Okay, are we ready? We're ready for you. <laughs> okay, right, here we go. I was and born ready, dude. Three, two, one. Action! Right, hello everybody. Uh, welcome back to the... <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Descended into chaos already. Welcome back to the... I'm just going to carry go, on, the show go. must go on. Welcome back to the Distinct and Jovial podcast. My name is Jerry and I'm joined today, as always, by my wonderful co-founder, Dom. Hello. Like I said, I am so relaxed for this one, ladies and gents. I've tipped my chair back. <laughs> you wait to hear the outtakes nice. later on as well. <laughs> you go for it. You go for it. Um, this is episode number 28. I'll have you know. Um, I'm going to start with... Actually, no. Let's do that. It's episode number 28. We're recording this on the 24th of September. It's 10 a.m. on a Sunday. And you can definitely sense the summer is behind us. It's properly in our rearview mirror. I'm looking out. <laughs> it's grey. It's cold. It'll probably get dark in about an hour. Was it um, Was it autumn? Officially autumn turned yesterday, isn't it? It's officially uh, now autumn, I think. Really? Yeah, I think it's like the 21st, 22nd. Yeah, the equinox. It's the equinox, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. So there were probably a few people okay. dancing around Stonehenge. Hooper <laughs> will love that. <laughs> Give it, giving it large. Um, so, annoying, ho- uh, annoying Hooper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> As he's stuck in traffic trying to drive past. Um, so, that's uh, for you, Hoops. So I'm going to start with this disclaimer. In fact, it's a good idea that I get the disclaimer in as quickly as possible. So the disclaimer, the views are purely our own. They don't represent the company or companies that we work for or any organization for that matter. And we don't represent other people's views either. They are purely our views and our views only. Right. So um, where do I start? So <laughs> um, Dom decided it'd be a good idea uh, to host my first podcast and be thrown in at the deep end. Um <laughs> And uh, and he decided to do this when we get a guest in that could take this podcast down some very, very dangerous and slippery paths. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But I want to do a formal introduction, and I've actually got a, a sort of introduction. A formal right introduction. Wow. A formal introduction. I've never done this to one of our yeah. guests. Uh, I'm yeah, super well. glad. I'm super glad that I'm sitting down for this. <laughs> there you this, go. Some of this so, is be fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even fiction has some very sort of little, fact very little, these days. <laughs> very little of it will be. They call it but anyway, truth. let's start. <laughs> so uh, today we have a guest on the show who's once described as the whirlwind of his generation, uh, the disruptor, the disruptor, the destroyer of boundaries. Uh, voted most controversial figure of the year two years in a row by Good Housekeeping. <laughs> that bit's actually not true at all. He's a strong flavour, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I present you, Steve, also known as Chat Stevie T. Hey. Welcome. Good morning, everybody. And, um, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on. Um, it's genuinely, genuinely a, a privilege to be here. That has got to be um, the best intro ever. That is, um, yeah. That is, yeah. Damn, good housekeeping. Oh, good housekeeping. I, I was it. worried you were going to mention our company then at some point. One point to, to Jerry. I thought, oh, oh no. am I going to go two one up? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we don't work for good housekeeping anymore. 
Oh dear! <laughs> oh, right. I expect that at some point Jerry is going to blow an O-ring, and this is going to be just—he's just going to collapse <laughs> in a heap. So it's, it's yeah. going to end up being. <laughs> if that happens, Dom, you just step yeah, in, of course, and step you take in. over, <laughs> right? If you hear the sound of a deflating balloon, that's when you know that we've got to that stage. That's true. That's true, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, so welcome, Steve. How how are you feeling? relaxed standard for me just you know yeah steve was any more relaxed he'd be horizontal (laughs) yeah damn straight so usually you know doctors would say just sit back relax (laughs) breathe um this won't hurt and uh, and it won't so steve you're in the right frame of mind for this um (laughs) but then it does hurt always (laughs) (laughs) yeah but we have to give you the illusion that it won't, you know, and then I'm a man who's 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 at a certain age, and you know we experience certain problems with certain areas of our bodies that require doctors to, you know, check certain things in uncomfortable, uncomfortable ways that leave you feeling humiliated and covered in shame. It's like to be quoted like out of Family Guy, that is, isn't it? That's, like, that's full Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. Was oh my that... God, it's a hamster. <laughs> get some WD-40 on it. <laughs> oh Do we need to get the crane out just to lift you back up? Three, three, in, three in one. Yeah, a little bit of three in one in there. <laughs> yeah, my dad always says that when you have a, a prostate exam, just make sure the doctor doesn't have both hands on your shoulders. <laughs> There we go. We've reached the le- the level where I expected us to start. What are we? Well, I started recording early, so maybe, what, four minutes in? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> whilst Steve takes a sip of his, what was that, tea, coffee? Whiskey. It's coffee, whiskey, and it's bourbon. in my cat. That's too early for whiskey. It's in my cat in the hat mug. Nice. nice. Uh, Love yeah. a bit of cat in the hat. I don't know why I have a cat in the hat mug. I, I got it for Christmas one year, which was full of chocolate and stuff. And I just kept the mug. <laughs> I assume you ate the well, chocolate. I like it. <laughs> or did your wife eat the chocolate? <laughs> she, uh, she's not into chocolate much. No. No, I was going to open a window because it's hot as. Oh, that's better. Hot? Yeah. Hot? Really? Where are mm. you? What with uh, that shirt and the heat? I, I'm, I, I suspect you're not in this country. Yeah, well, here you go. Look, t- 22 degrees. That's not hot. I'm not at Dom's. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag just saying. I'm, okay. I'm further, I'm further west than uh, you two. <laughs> <laughs> go west. Right. So, um, let's start with. We've got a number of things to cover off today, um, and we're going to kick off with interesting facts. So this is the first section. Dom. Should have probably renamed that to interesting fact because I've only got one. But I think because I think it'll be That's it'll fine. be I think it's full full QI quite interesting. So, um, I think my dad actually sparked this off because he messaged me and I can't remember how old I was, but he just went happy ten thousandth day, um, uh, you know, to indicate the ten thousandth day that I've been alive. Well, you. Turn a billion seconds 
um, old when you are 31 years old and eight months old. And so for me, on the 7th of September, so what, like just over two weeks ago, I officially hit a billion seconds um, of being alive. Yes, I'm amazed I've made it that far. <laughs> I'm going to clap to that. It'd be rude not to. So yeah, congratulations. That Bob. is my interest. So, yeah, fact. congratulations. I'm just wondering when I'm going to reach my two billionth. Billionth. So you'll be my 63 and four months. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but is that an American billion or a UK billion? Uh, I don't think there's a difference anymore. I think a billion is now a thousand, a thousand million. million. Now, I think that is just the official one. Well, what used to be a million million? Million million trillion. is like one, two, three, one, two, three. Because I thought that was a billion. It's a trillion. No, it's 18. A thousand, million. It's a thousand, thousand million. So that is a trillion. So a thousand billion would be a trillion. Yeah. Yes. A thousand billion would be a trillion. So yes. what's a billion billion? Or <laughs> 18 zeros? 18 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a billion yeah. is nine zeros, so a billion billion must be eight. You know, <laughs> uh, when we reach that level of national debt next week, they'll have to come up for me. <laughs> it's fairly likely as well. I think you're right. I think you're right. Dom, can I just can I just point out, first of all, sorry, that is a very interesting fact, and congratulations. Yeah. You are looking so relaxed. I know. You have no idea. Like, you are so, so relaxed. I, I, I sit in my chair. <laughs> I very rarely tilt this chair back. This is normally how I am. I'm, you know, full of conducting. Whereas what I've, all I've done is I've just gone, and I've just flipped that back a few. And then, the, you know, this is the beauty of, for, for listeners, this is the beauty of, uh, of, of what I've done. It's just tilt the chair back. Just move the mic closer to me, you know. Just, uh, just going to be some relax. easy jazz later. Yeah, <laughs> we labelled this as our smooth jazz. Our smooth jazz. Good morning, oh, yeah, welcome to one hundred and four FM, and this is your smooth <laughs> jazz two hours, hosted by Cherry Dom and Chats DT. <laughs> welcome we're going to, to be listening to Lazy Morning Sundays. My Lazy problem is, is I don't have a deep enough voice for it. I've got this very nerdy, nasally voice, so it probably just sounds like That's "Hello, right. everybody, and welcome to jazz." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not Dom, Squidward. Is, yeah, it's a bit, yeah. Very interesting fact. <laughs> <laughs> you can see a sound effect being added to this. Later. Oh yes. No, 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 no. I don't think we even, need it. Even better. I've got I've got this week off from work, so I've got plenty of time to edit this. So who knows what, what clip I could I could be putting in at that it. point. You're gonna need bad. it. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you what, John, for me, for me, that was an interesting fact. Uh, what was even more interesting was clearly that, you know, based on what I said earlier, your dad and you and my dad and I clearly have different kinds of conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. My dad is Example. nerd enough. That, the thing is, he didn't even like, it's not like he, you know, text me it and was like this is a really good he didn't did he phone you no 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 even worse than that did he come around no no, no. proper boomer <laughs> proper boomer he posted on my facebook wall posted a letter <laughs> posted on my facebook wall. <laughs> he just literally wrote on my facebook wall happy ten thousand day and i had to text him and be like what <laughs> oh it's, it's just this is the number of days that you've been alive i can't remember how when you said you went full boomer i expected a, a telegram arrive. <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> 
a man with a hat with wings on the side appeared. Hello, <laughs> the message for Tom. Happy 10,000th day. Stop. Love Dad. Oh, Stop. <laughs> I'm just scrolling back. And now automatically, <laughs> I know where Jerry's mind has gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to Sherlock to Holmes. Film. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I don't think drunk telegramming is a good idea. <laughs> Genius. We've all done it. Can you do pictures? Can you do pictures? <laughs> <laughs> so, is that how they I do mean, it? Sketch artist in there. <laughs> is that where Paint Me Like One of Your French Girls came from? It was just, it was to send a nineteen <laughs> a nineteen thirties nude picture to somebody. Nudie. Yes. <laughs> In receipt of your picture on Wednesday last. I'm confused. Is this your private parts or a map of Florida? <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, dear. Oh, I can't find it. Although I will I will just say to everyone that listens to this podcast, I have just lost the game. So um, after, after scrolling. You've lost the game. Mm. I don't think uh, you and Tom. <laughs> I'm going to get. I think you have to Dom. be a certain age to get that. <laughs> I'm going to get loads of hate. <laughs> All my friends Dom. are going to be like, "Oh, damn it, Swanee, definitely." <laughs> and he'll be in the car as well when he's listening to this. So he won't be able to respond. <laughs> <clears throat> You're not going to expand on that, are you? What the game? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Steve, you might have probably heard of it, but the game essentially is. When you probably, but I've probably forgotten. Which is the which is the purpose of purpose of the game. If you think oh, about okay. the game, you lose the game, and you must inform everybody around you that you have lost the game. And because they therefore thought of the game, they have then subsequently lost the game. Lost the game. Then you get Got about it. like a you know a, a few hours saving oh. grace, which means that Jerry has now lost the game because he plays it. But everyone else that is listening to this podcast has now also lost the game. So I will get. I will know when people are listening to this podcast because I will get. I'll probably get a text that just has Dominic with exclamation marks going, I lost the game, goddammit. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> Which means that subsequently I will like cause myself to lose the game in the future as people listen to this at different times and send me messages that go, I just lost the game. So, yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to get text messages. Yeah, yeah. Possibly telegrams. <laughs> you might even get beat to telegrams, your pager. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Getting beeped and then you have to call through. Dad, everything all right? Yes. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on reaching your 10,000th day. Stop. <laughs> Stop. That is the type of thing that he would do. That is the type of thing. Oh, you, you could even go like proper old school. So you can, in the middle of Yeovil Town Centre, you could have somebody with a scroll. Hear ye! Hear, hear ye! ye. <laughs> Happy 10,000th <laughs> day! In Yeovil, in Yeovil Town Centre, I'm more likely to be stabbed. <laughs> but, yeah, wow! Probably. In my previous, yeah. in my pre- the previous place I used to live in, in, in Royal Wootton Bassett, in Royal Wootton Bassett, it wasn't Royal when I, when I was there. We, we still do have the town crier. <laughs> we still do have it. I was about to say, in Yeovil, you, know, you say nice. you're more likely to get stabbed. Probably by the town crier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was Ceremonial elected. Ceremonial sword. Hear yes. ye, stab, stab. Hear ye, stab, stab. <laughs> oh, good lord! Right, is that is that everything then for the? Yeah, I only had, I, 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 I just fact. I wanted to bring up that interest because it because it was this month. I was going to bring it up last okay. month. I thought because I was going to turn a billion seconds, but this one I now can subsequently say that I have a billion seconds to my name. 
at this current moment. I remember reading somewhere that you get certain number of heartbeats in your life. Mm, no. I can't remember where it was, but certain animals don't last as long as other animals because their hearts beat faster. I think there was high, you know, slightly conjecturous, but you know. But that would mean that exercise like... would be unhealthy. <clears throat> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? There you go. That's another interesting fact. <laughs> we are not health professionals whatsoever, <laughs> and we do not condone. <laughs> Exercise is healthy, ladies and gentlemen. I urge every single person on this planet to do as much exercise as they can. <laughs> but to not, Weirdly, not use up too many of their heartbeats too quickly. Their heartbeat yes, don't use up your heartbeats. <laughs> Weirdly, I've now got the scene from uh, Game of Thrones where they're trudging through the winter la- the, the winter wasteland beyond the wall. Spoiler alert for a 10-year-old program. And Jon Snow's like, what, what, what keeps up, you know, what keeps you alive? And he's like, walking's good, fighting's better, fucking's best. <laughs> it's best. That old meme, it's one of my favourites. One of my favourites. I will bleep that out, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, I've, I've only seen one season of Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. How come? Because I don't have Sky, and I'm, I got it on DVD, and then... I just didn't bother getting the second season. <laughs> so you've only watched the first season? Yes. I enjoyed wow. it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very, yeah, very good. good. Apart, yeah. I'm not going to say anymore. Game of Thrones was You know what my good. views are. I, yeah. I'm going to start watching good. The Continental tonight, though. Oh, no, wait, yes, wait, wait. I can't. I can. <laughs> Welcome to Stevie <laughs> Chat Stevie brain. <laughs> it'll be after the rugby, though. <laughs> Who's playing tonight? Uh, Wales, Australia is the one I'm very interested in. Oh, okay. You could see Australia leaving the World Cup. Bye bye. <laughs> did you see? Um, did you see South Africa, Ireland? So good, so good. Although I was at the deep end of a bottle of whiskey. Didn't have a whole bottle of whiskey. I just want to point that out. There was a, some left. Okay. <laughs> An undisclosed quantity. An undisclosed. Okay. I'm not an alcoholic, uh, and I was at the I was at the deep end of that at the end of the game, and I was my friend of a friend in South Africa who I was texting. <laughs> it was like <laughs> going back to don't send telegrams drunk. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would have had more luck just mashing it against my forehead at one point. You, know. you should have done oh. telegram. The telegram. Did you mean to send me a dick pic? (laughs) It's It's Florida. Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Spelling's atrocious. (laughs) Okay. Well, there you go. Thank you, Dom. That concludes interesting facts. I think I've already given my interesting fact before on this podcast, which is about the um, 67 point two three percent of statistics are made up yeah i read that on julius caesar's facebook page yeah yeah but now we get to talk about a trending topic have you seen now you've mentioned julius caesar have you seen um the tiktok trend you you two might not have but at the moment they there's on like instagram and tiktok there's a lot of um girlfriends asking their boyfriends or husband, uh, wives asking their husbands, how often do they think about the Roman Empire? 
What? How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Occasionally. <laughs> Roughly? Well, is this a question to me a, as yeah, well? Yeah, a couple of times a month, once a what? week. A couple of times a month? <laughs> what? Yeah, why not? Yeah. About twice I don't think about the Roman Empire per se. I think about things that happened in the Roman Empire. Yeah, but generally, you but, you you think about the Roman Empire at some point. Yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently, a lot of a lot of males think about the Roman Empire between sort of like once a week and a couple of times a month. And <laughs> apparently, all their girlfriends and wives are like, "What? <laughs> Why do you think about the Roman Empire?" And their their response normally is, "You don't," because <laughs> I I otherwise, what else is going to consume my brain? Yeah power it's that scene from monty python it's like what did the romans ever do for us well apart from <laughs> apart from sanitation <laughs> apart from <laughs> politics politics <laughs> roads, roads. Oh, yes and all those Taxation. what did they ever do for us <laughs> um okay you know nothing astounds me anymore when it comes to anything to do with internet trends no no I'm sure if you spoke That's to Rachel, she would have seen it. She would have seen I, the trend. I, I, I miss the good old days of the internet when you, you only went on for one reason. <laughs> to check your email, Dominic. <laughs> and your bank account. <laughs> Don't think I and to that. renew your car tax. <laughs> and to re- no, you, no, you have to do that by the post office. They, that that was really late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You used to actually... They were so late to the party. They were so late. I used yeah. to, you know, even when I was started driving, you started to get a physical tax disc to put in your car. That's crazy. It's crazy that we used to do that. I used to really it used to bug me because I used to take. It was very difficult to get those in without creasing them, hmm. wasn't it? Into whatever the holder was. Yeah. Oh, the, the, right. The, the worst the part got, was the worst part was trying to get it out of the perforated thing and then you yes. end up tearing a corner off. Always. Every <laughs> yeah, single time. Always. You would always tear a corner off it and you'd be like... <laughs> Everybody, you look at every single tax disc if you can still find one. There's a corner missing off the damn thing. <laughs> the, and then you always like saw that one site. car. You always saw that one car that had them... They just couldn't be bothered to take the old ones yeah. out so they just shoved them <laughs> Yeah, just shoved the them in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a few friends that, with that, when 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 they stopped doing the tax disc, they kept them in, uh, and for as long as feasibly possible until you'd be like, "Really? It's been like six years. Get rid of this!" <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I don't think I've I've just never owned a car long enough to accumulate that many tax discs. <laughs> I've never owned a car longer than three and a half years. <laughs> My God. Oh, tax discs. I had no idea we were going to be going into the subject. Tax discs. That's, that's, I'm getting nostalgic now. This is one of many things that you're not realising where it's going. Uh, uh, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, let's. That's a wrap on the interesting facts. Let's burrito this. Um, and Which segues neatly, segues neatly onto the next Food. section. Food of the month. Yay! So, Steve, hopefully you've been giving this lots of thoughts. Hopefully you haven't been having sleepless nights over this. Um, <laughs> question one. Question one of your food of the month. What is your go-to meal deal? My go-to meal deal? Uh, oh, you mean uh, the, the the three things at Tesco yeah, type yeah. thing? So, uh, okay. Sandwich, uh, uh, yeah. crisp or snack, drink. Okay. 
Got it. So um, I do like the Tesco um, chicken and bacon sandwich. That's quite nice. Any any sandwich which you look at it from the front, right, and it's like like wedges of of food, like the BLT. When, when, when the middle like, bit is thicker than the two slices of thicker bread. Thicker than the two slices of bread. <laughs> the only problem, though, is because they keep them in cold storage, when you take them out, you can't separate them. You kind of just have to eat it as one massive sandwich. It's about this big, yeah. But um, yeah, I do like I do like those. Like, so the BLT and the chicken and bacon, and uh, what's the other one? Um, I can't remember the top of my head, but yeah, anything that's kind of like got a wedge of like super meatiness in the middle. <laughs> always, meatiness. always, always chili Doritos. Always chili Doritos. The red packet Doritos mm. every single time. The chili heat wave. Mm. Chili heat wave. <laughs> yeah, do like those, um, and then. To drink, yeah, I'll either get a like a what do they call those innocent smoothies, like the green one, mm-hmm. the kiwi, the uh, guava one. Love that one. That's good. Yeah. So there you have it. Insight into the... that's a that's a strong choice, meal deal choice. That's a strong that. choice. It's ba- definitely yeah. again similar trend to other people's. It's bang for your buck. Because <laughs> absolutely, because innocent smoothies on their own are like sixty-seven quid. <laughs> Yeah, 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 they are. Yeah, frighteningly expensive. Well, yeah. I would like a little one. Would you like to mortgage your house? For <laughs> uh, Interesting story uh, behind Innocent. <clears throat> Actually, so it was, um, friends, I think it was three friends that started it. And they literally just took their, they loved smoothies. Um, and they were like quite, they were health fanatics, from what I can recall. Probably got all of this wrong. Um <laughs> And they, We've they done actually, facts. It's okay. We can talk a bit. We have done facts, but it, well, I I just think it's fascinating how businesses start. So they they took their smoothies out into the high streets and just got people to try them. Said, "Do you like this? Don't you like this? What are your comments? What's your feedback?" And they they then came up with a range of smoothie products based on people's feedback, and then launched okay. the company. Yeah. A lot. I would have like I say all of that could be wrong. It could all be wrong. But what's, but it sounds good. what's interesting is a lot of the companies I find are normally normally started out of malice. <laughs> this person's like annoyed Kellogg's. me, so I'm going to create a competitor. <laughs> I'd like Megadeth. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we said that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Megadeth created out of malice of being kicked out of Metallica. <laughs> was pretty malicious. Yeah. What was the one? It was the um. So the automated. Like, so telephone number, like, automated call center operators almost. So you'd f- you used to phone up and it used to go to a person and then they'd route your call to the correct, you know. Switchboard. Thing. Yeah, switchboard. And the automated the automated one came in because um, there was, I, I don't remember the names, but the guy owned a funeral home. And any time, and he was massively losing business. I know it's a bit of a morbid business, but he was losing business, and he was—it's it's essential. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but he wasn't getting any business, and he wondered why. And what was happening was people were ringing his funeral home, and there was a a um, uh, uh, another funeral home who's who's in the same uh, town, but his wife worked in the. Um, switchboard so every time they'd phone for his funeral home his oh. wife was routing it to the other funeral home instead oh, no so he way. invented the automated switchboard and subsequently killed off a load of jobs for people to do no way mm. that's incredible 
So this is interesting facts is bleeding yeah. into other sections now. Who's, I like it. Who says we don't provide a service here at Distinct? We do. We do always providing value every single time. <laughs> always yeah. providing we are. a form of value. Okay. <laughs> that, we deliver value frequently, like many times during the podcast. It's a service. Just, just whatever you do, don't just don't Google my instant smoothie story <laughs> there might be lots of holes in it um right okay so we've got the uh we've got a very strong google meal says deal it's 100 true <laughs> yeah 60 percent of the time um 60 percent of the time it's, it's true. true i'm surprised we haven't descended into an anchorman quote off madness or, or, or just, any, general, will uh, just ferrell. general will ferrell or although that's two will ferrell references already in we have had two minutes. will ferrell references yeah we have yeah 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 your kids are going to be under a lot of media scrutiny. <laughs> no. No, no, no. We're moving on. Okay. Go, go. Next food of the month question. <laughs> Quick, hurry. Nothing to see here. Um, Steve, what is your go-to pizza topping? Oh, um, I, I generally get the Texas barbecue from Domino's. Can't do barbecue sauce on a pizza. I think there's just too much. Barbecue, you can have too much barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce is that be... all you have? <laughs> just a pizza base with barbecue sauce smeared <laughs> on it. No, Texas barbecue has got barbecue sauce and cheese and peppers, like bell peppers and chicken and stuff. Yeah, I prefer the barbecue sauce because it's kind of tangy and a bit sweet rather than the tomato sauce, which is generally like. (laughs) It's interesting. I've recently discovered that I like Domino's, right, because they don't put too much sauce on it. I discovered I like Domino's. Well, yeah. (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) Yeah, just full stop. But no, as in like, I've noticed that like other pizzas bought from the supermarket and stuff like that. I find they just have like an overpowering amount of sauce. Mm. And I like the fact that um, they, d- I've just been distracted and I'll explain why I've been distracted in a minute. But um, I like the fact that Domino's don't put too much tomato sauce on it. So you, like, because, I mean, it's just a rule, but everything is made better with cheese, right? There's, n- there's h- very few savory foods that cheese ruins. Curry is probably, you know, that type of thing. You can't really put cheese on a curry. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you put like, like, what's the cheese called? Fair paneer. Fair. If you put paneer, paneer into like any curry. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the right type of cheese, obviously. But yeah, but you know, cheddar on chips. Right, chips Stilton. are better. You know, <laughs> Stilton in a curry. Stilton, Stilton in a curry. curry. <laughs> I can see, I can see Gordon Ramsay now going, putting two pieces of bread in the side of your face and going, are you an idiot sandwich? <laughs> You say that, you say that, but then Heston Blumenthal at the same time is going, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I like that. I think that's got yes. legs. Um, yes. I wonder if I can make a blue, che- a blue cheese breakfast cereal mm. <laughs> and serve it with dry ice. Yes. <laughs> dry, <laughs> dry ice. ice. got to have dry ice. Yes. And duck tongues. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We'll serve it in the duck bill. <laughs> yes, yes. And then we'll deconstruct it somehow. So you have to put it back together to eat it. Oh, yes. Uh, excuse me, waiter. Why have my cornflakes arrived with the milk on the side? It's deconstructed. <laughs> it's deconstructed. You have to put it together. 
Uh, and one of these duck tanks. Cornflakes and duck tanks deconstructed. Again, his next recipe book is writing itself. <laughs> so it's, if I see that in there, I'm going to be on him like a cop. Just like, well, we've got video evidence. Give we've me got money. Recorded evidence. Yeah. <laughs> The bit that I worry me the money. when you started doing the the, uh, the other voice, the the customer voice, I was worried you were going to go into Elmer Fudd. Then it started like it started going. No, not Elmer Fudd. Um, the Martian. The Martian. The Martian. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, sir. The reason why I was distracted is because I was looking up. I just put in Texas um, barbecue pizza Domino's, right? And what it's come up with is a blog post from 2016 introducing the texas barbecue and then it's gone and here are five uh facts from texas and none of them and i was just reading it and none of them i knew so what is a character we've we've been giving these facts i'd I'd like to know these five facts about texas so the first fact it's home to the live music capital of the world (laughs) what yeah, so they have um, SXSW Music Festival and Austin City Limits Music Festival and hundreds of funerals, apparent venues. I'd like to point out, I think Texas is bigger than the UK, isn't it? Something stupid like that. It's definitely bigger than England. Yes, it's, it's very, very large. So it's a bit of a cheat. But it's not the, li- it's, it's not the largest state in no. America. It's Alaska, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. What is the official... Real, they, say that re- they say that real Texans refuse to acknowledge the existence of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. Well, really? <laughs> it's a joke. When I, I used to go to Texas a lot when I was at a previous job. And um, it was one of those things that, you know, you to talk about it. And you, you, being being a foreigner, when you go there, you kind of like to try and sort of have conversations with them about their country. And, and the one thing you go, oh, but Texas isn't the biggest state in America. And they go, oh, no, real Texans refuse to acknowledge the existence of Alaska. <laughs> Yeah. They are a bit mental down in Texas. Yeah. Um, what is the official mammal, not animal, mammal of Texas? Is it the cow? No. Smaller. Hard shell. Armadillo. Tortoise. Armadillo. Armadillo. Okay. okay. I was, okay. I was yeah, joking. It. Is it really? I get it. In 1995, okay, yeah, no. the nine-banded armadillo was crowned Texas official state mammal. The nine-banded one. That's very specific. Yes, <laughs> that's quite specific. Do you not have enough bands? Go away. Um, Texas what? invented Dr. Pepper. I, I suspect that person. A person in Texas yeah. invented yeah. Dr. Pepper. Um, I doubt that Texans would get on long enough to invent Dr. Pepper collaboratively. What year? <laughs> Without getting shot. Uh, Dr. Pepper. So I'm going to go with uh, 20, yeah, the 20s, sort of 25, 26, somewhere around there. 1880. What? I know. Dr. Pepper. It says 1880. Was it it a derivative of Coca-Cola? So it contained more cocaine. I don't know. I don't actually know the ingredients of Dr. Pepper. I don't think I, I'm going to be totally honest here. I don't think I've ever drank Dr. Pepper. For some reason, it's the fizziest soft drink in the world. I don't know why, but when you, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's stupendously. <laughs> no, it is. If you if you buy a, a bottle of Dr Pepper and you just like you buy a bottle of Coca Cola, you can you know it's kind of a bit sparkly and whatnot, and you can kind of drink it. And you know, for some reason, when you 
drink Dr. You know, you might, you might have a, a small burp afterwards. Dr. Pepper makes you feel like your stomach's about to explode. You can almost sort of feel it. It's like that foam that you put into walls that goes <laughs> like this. And you sort of like, you pour Dr. Pepper in and it's like. Does it do that thing where you, where you burp? And if you burp and, it, and the, the air comes out your nose, you've got like, you, your nose fizzes for about oh, three man, hours Oh, man, Dr. Afterwards. Pepper, it's coming out of everywhere, man. Dr. Pepper, it's coming yes. out of every, every orifice known to man. And some what? that probably get made along the way. But, oh, man, there's some reason it's fizzier than anything else. I don't know. So if you had to drop a mento into a into a Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper, it would literally just, it'd be like a... Yeah, it wouldn't just fizz out the top, explosion. it'd just go bang! <laughs> it would just explode. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess. That was how try. that was how the nuclear bomb. That's 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 Oppenheimer. Yes. <laughs> Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Dr. Pepper, and a mento go. <laughs> right, now we know how that works, let's go watch Barbie. <laughs> I mean, what a thing to come out on the same weekend. <laughs> Honestly. Um, obviously, oh, no. the, first words, the first words of the, moon, of the moon were spoken to Texas because of the, obviously it comes from Houston. Um, the last bit, which I think, I don't, I'd be interested to see if it's true. It's a leaguey to graffiti someone else's cow. You can graffiti, which would suggest that you can graffiti your own. And I'm assuming that's for markings, but it's illegal to graffiti. But I've just got images of all like the like funky graffiti that you get like on the sides of railways, on the, branded on all what these cows. A, what about Banksy? I mean, what if Banksy? Yeah, yeah the Banksy. <laughs> and then and then when the cow was sent to you know sent to become burgers, <laughs> that's that's the shredding. No, no you can't do it. Girl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't do it. That's a Banksy. I, I want someone to just do some far sides on the side of cows because that would, to me, would be just <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing in the world, just far side cartoons on the side of cows. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you would find someone else's cattle to, to graffiti them. I mean, it's one of those weird things when you go to Texas and people go, oh, you know, you expect it to be covered in cows. But it's not. You can just drive for hours and not see a thing. Not even a cow, because the, the the ranches are so big that they their cows are like you know all over the place. But they they generally sort of tend to stay where they feed them because it's there's not a lot of you know pasture land. <laughs> Why so they, they they feed them in specific areas. But yeah, I mean you you they would you would have to really want to graffiti somebody else's cow to graffiti another person's cow in Texas. You would have to plan it. I'm just noting that as a to do item. <laughs> Do graffiti far side cartoon on the side of a cow. Else's cow in Texas. I've just right. like, and I've just taken out of the URL. Like, is there a Domino's blog? There is a Domino's blog. And I, what? Why would they need a blog? How often does things? Change? They don't need a blog. How often do things? Change? That's the honest answer. Uh, right, I'm right. going um, to end up like I buried you, in like, Domino's you, uh, blog posts uh, if I carry on. I bet you certain departments in our company would be writing blog posts for Domino's. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go back to the disclaimer. <laughs> the views are purely our own and don't represent the company or companies we work for, or any organisation for that matter. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Right, I'm I'm wrapping this one up. <laughs> we burritoing this one as well. I'm definitely burritoing this one. So, thank you very much. Uh, Was that your... the only two questions? I thought you were going to give me a pasta one. 
pasta one. A what one? Well, pasta. I mean, so in, in oh. we last time with Fiona, we felt like that we we just did nothing but food items for the whole, and we did give an opportunity for Fiona to Fiona to talk to herself about as as a, as our guest. Talk to herself. <laughs> to talk, talk about herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not hosting. I don't need to be fair, but it's fine. Never give me an um, opportunity to talk to myself. But I can absolutely dig out more food questions easily. Let me do that. Well, wait Jerry, a second. We got time. other questions. We're deviating. We are deviating. Yeah, we're deviating. Like, so, a, like a, you're deviating like a septum. Are we not called distinct? <laughs> we are. Let's stick to distinct instead of deviating. <laughs> right. So that that wraps up <coughs> the food of the month. Um, this one, I already know what's coming up. I don't. I'm so curious. this next section, yeah, this next section is uh, is going to be very very funny. So um, we are moving on to the section that is room one hundred and one. <laughs> yes. And Steve, we have discussed this already. And I, I know, but say, I've added another one. Oh, have you? Excellent. So you've now got three. Three. Excellent. So I'm going to hand over to you. You've got to convince us, by the way. So Dom and I then have to make the determination <clears throat> as to whether or not we are going to put those items into room 101. Are they going to be easy oh, things to put into room pressure. 101? Well, one will be. One of them will definitely be. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> It's one of one them. Of the, yes, yeah, slam dunk. Get it in. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh well, yeah. I mean, let me start with let me start with my my left field one. <laughs> so the first thing I want to put into room one hundred and one is I want them to ban by law under penalty of of something really horrible like room one hundred and one the playing of Top Gun music at air shows. <laughs> <laughs> this is very important to me. <laughs> Do you just mean like? Do you mean the theme tunes, or do you mean any song that has been used? All Top Gun music. Take my breath away. Especially take my breath away. <laughs> especially Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Especially the Top Gun Go anthem. Especially to... Mighty Wings. Especially <laughs> Mighty Wings. Especially every song on that sodding album. <laughs> At air shows must be banned. It's just. It's it's. It's like. We get it. Top Gun was a movie that we, some of us on the beach saw in 1987 <laughs> or six. Somewhere oh, there. No, it wasn't five. <laughs> it was definitely six or seven. 86. 86. Yeah. 86. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, 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 and are you trying to tell me that, that they've not made another song that you can play at an air show in the last 30 years? <laughs> I I've, I reckon there were probably interestingly the first song that came into my mind or theme song, the Airwolf theme song. Oh yes, oh. now that would be brilliant, right? That would be brilliant. But Top Gun music, like we're sitting there and there's like this, I don't know what it was, a helicopter or something. I don't know. At this point, I was trying to keep up with Jerry's wife and the alcohol stakes, but um, <laughs> it was it was that was. I mean, I kept up. It was borderline suicidal, but I kept up. Just but it had like take my breath away, like. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> it's not taking my breath away, guys. It's like. Oh man, I, I just no, no more Top Gun music at air shows. What would you, you replace it be... with instead? Literally anything, which includes nothing. 
Michael Bublé's Christmas album from 1994. Michael Bublé's <laughs> M's Christmas album. Boney M's Boney Christmas yeah. album. Anything. Anything oh, but, Rasputin. you know, Top Gun music. It's like, it's like, oh, what music can we play at our air show? Well, I don't know. One, was there a film about, was there a film about aeroplanes that we can use? Mm, let's think. Oh, I mean, they could even use the music from Iron Eagles, you know? Who doesn't love a bit of Queen? Oh, you know, Iron one version. Yeah. But no. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> but no. It's got to be Top Gun music. And they'd play it so, like, oh, God. <laughs> So, I that's going in for me. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more curious now about what you would replace it with instead, because you Opera. could go, you could, you, I mean, you could you could go anything, couldn't you? You could have a little bit of you know Tchaikovsky into like the into I don't know, um, uh, the Imperial March into. Oh. Let's, Why wouldn't you have some Star Wars? Why wouldn't you Taylor Swift? <laughs> everything, everything that John Williams has ever done, everything John Williams yes, has ever done, stick that in the bag. Bit of Slipknot, stick that. John some Williams, porn. psychosocial <laughs> from <laughs> Slipknot. Psychosocial. Don't yeah. he's hammering here's like that. Here's our, here's our fast jet display. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Oh, but no. Bit of drummer bass, <laughs> dance music, whatever you're. You're gonna have a bit of. You're gonna have a bit of pendulum. <laughs> pendulum, bit of pendulum. pendulum. Yeah, when pendulum. the Chinook helicopter's like spinning and pirouetting, you know, a bit well, of yes. you know, blood pumping. sugar, a bit of blood sugar. Like, <laughs> you know, get the crowd going on the beach. But no, take my breath away. Godfathers, just stop it. <laughs> no, but, but but they weren't they playing that and. Nothing was flying past. That's what made me <laughs> There were seagulls. Yeah. There were seagulls. They, oh, they were, were seagulls. Flying, there was synchronized flying, um, which was quite impressive, actually. I thought that was the best flying of the day. They were really good. The That's only because they spotted um, somebody eating a sandwich on the beach. Quick, get yeah, in probably. <laughs> get in there. Um, they flew and made like a love heart out of like seagull crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> seagull crap. <laughs> it was so nice. Um, seagull crap. No, just, yeah. just not. Just not. No. <laughs> I love Room 101 rants. It just puts the, the guest or whoever's Brilliant. ranting into it, into just. <sighs> I try, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my rants out before I get to my big topic, but I'm trying to get all my rants out because if I, when I get to my big topic, it could just turn into the biggest rant of all time. And I don't oh, want that. I'm I just on, want I'm it towards. Towards the end of that one, you're almost foaming at the mouth, so I'm looking forward to this. Right, so Room 101, Top Gun music at air shows, 100%. Top Gun music at air shows. That's a slam dunk. That is a slam dunk. So, on to Room 101 item number two. Skinny jeans. Ooh, controversial. When you say skinny jeans. So, uh, I I am going to... Right, so this is going to be interesting because I am going to represent (laughs) the millennial here. Right, and this is where like Gen Z and millennials disagree, and I'm very curious to see how you're going to convince it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna caveat. When you say skinny jeans, is there a specific gender on them, or is it specifically like the skinny the jeans, super really tight ones, or the super really? T- so, so let me explain. So, skinny jeans serve one purpose, and that is to show the world you don't have legs. <laughs> Right. They they are there to make it look like you are a human being riding a chicken. They're just. They're, I've just like got for you, 
for you, no day is a leg day. No what? day is a leg day ever. Just just the very act of putting them on kind of indicates that you can get your legs in them and that your legs must be this thin to fit into them. <laughs> oh, chicken just, legs. Chicken legs. Chicken. Are you riding a chicken? Are those your legs or are you riding a chicken? It's just, I mean, I got, I got, you know, I played rugby, Mike, played rugby for like 30 years. So I got, you know, I got chunky cars, chunky legs. And, you know, it's just the thought of putting something on that's that, like, do it, you know? Do it, do it like a tiger, you know. And you see, you see pictures of 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 you see pictures of lads around, like lads, 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 and 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 they've always got they've always got like you know like big tops, you know, and, and no day is a leg day, and you can see that because it's like these skinny <laughs> jeans, and it's like come on guys, and they're, they're like they sort of weirdly bunch at the knee. For some reason, they look like those. They look like those trousers that they used to wear, like in World War Two. Like you see the Germans wearing, they're like they sort of punch out at the sides, like plus fours. They kind of bunch <laughs> out at the sides, and then and then you like gather around the. You know, it's like they look like culottes with like the the bottom part painted <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> we go from skinny jeans to culottes. But they just uh, look silly. Just MC Hammer they're, trousers, they're, they're, which are the opposite. No, 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 parachute, par- no, parachute pants. Parachute pants are fine <laughs> because you kind of they're kind of like big and puffy, and you know they kind of like that's fine. But you kind of like skinny jeans. It's like they kind of weirdly stop at the knee somehow, and then like the rest of it just seems to sort of be painted on. You know, like wrap. There must be like a, a wrap that you can sort of buy. That you sort of just like wrap around your legs is the bottom part of the skinny jeans. I just no, <laughs> they look stupid. So I'm going to defend every millennial here. I think, <laughs> as I know, I can see Samwise is probably going to be like, no, don't take away my skinny jeans. I think, I think, it, I think. It, <laughs> so like, I'm wearing jeans at the moment, right? And I are they skinny? Not, no, they are, but they're slim fit. So they're not like ah, so slim fit's fine because yeah. there's they don't they don't. They're not, they're not the kind of. I'm not, when I'm talking about skinny jeans, I'm talking about the ones that are like, they're like leg wraps. Yeah, but I will... and they look like jeggings, jeggings. Yes, no, 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 no. no, no. S- similar to that, like I can't it, find a picture of them. It's but they si- look stupid. Si- I, I think it, it. I think this is where fashion, and I'm not a fashionable man, as I've been told. <laughs> as anyone have noticed, that I'm wearing the same T-shirt that I've probably worn in every single podcast, just as a different colour. And the biggest complaint that, that somebody's made is, oh, oh, you're wearing a bright one today, <laughs> not, not the blue one or the black one, <laughs> which I think is great. But I think skinny jeans on, on guys where they naturally have, like, where they're supposed to be like, you know, really super fit, especially, <laughs> especially those that, like, you can tell don't do leg day. You're right. <laughs> you look out of proportion. <laughs> Like oversized t oversized t shirt and and real super skinny tight jeans are a bit like an yeah it's like an inverted pyramid with a head yeah yes exactly and that's not like we all want that little bit of a triangle shape but you don't don't do that with clothes where it then is so tight round your calves that you just yeah you look like you've got as you said Steve chicken legs chicken legs Um, legs. what's but I think actually, I think skinny jeans on, um, like, 
if you if the the top half is proportionate correctly in terms of clothes as well i think can look good especially on you know females i'm not gonna you know women i'm not gonna sort of say that i'm not like oh yes you look really lovely i know but no so i i i see where you're coming from especially as Myself and Samwise have had this discussion. Sorry to call you out, Samwise. I'm sure you'll be fine because we've had this discussion before. But um, the, with with Gen Z, so the the generation below myself, uh, they are bringing back. They're bringing back two things. The first is um, is it mum, mum jeans, like high waisted, like boot, like um, oh yeah, boot yeah, yeah, waist jeans. So the, yeah, the bottom yeah. like flares. And it just, yeah. or, or really like straight cut jeans that make you look like you're, you're from a cartoon, such as SpongeBob SquarePants, where they've got limited pixels to kind of bring it in. It doesn't look quite white <laughs> to me, right? But that's because I've grown up where skinny jeans was the norm. And the other one that Samwise says that she can't get on with, uh, Gen Z are bringing back the middle parting. And she's like, no, 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 let me keep my side parting. That's, Ooh, that's, that's where it is. 90s. I would say that I would get on board with that. But for for the those that don't know me you who would, are listening you would, would i you? have you would, a would you? grade like zero on my head so i don't really have that problem that's <laughs> right i'm growing you a wig mate i'm growing you a wig <laughs> Grow me a wig <laughs> <laughs> yes steve has got his full chewbacca on today he's he's chris has got his santa oh. beard ready and he's, he's <laughs> i'm growing you i'm growing you a merkin a merkin <laughs> <laughs> So I will say I will accept. <laughs> I was rather than just currently evaluating whether or not they actually do look like they're riding a chicken right now. You realise that? <laughs> no, she won't. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I love that. That's she's quite like story. the thing is. This is also coming from the person that's probably sat on the sofa when she's when she's watching, listening to this. She'll have this on the TV, <laughs> blown up on a like thirty six inch TV plus, right? And she'll be sat under a blanket, cross stitching, <laughs> and I'll be like, "What yeah. has us millennials come to?" <laughs> Sorry, can can I just ask a question on the the middle parting? Are mm. we talking like curtains? Going yeah, curtains. Are we going f- back to <clears throat> full nineties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wave? I think. Gen Gen Z have bought back. I, I'd less like. I mean, from a uh, a guy's type of fashion, I don't really know how it works because obviously I cut all my hair off. Um, but from like from women's fashion, it seems to be like the middle parting is coming back. So it's like even either side. And yeah, and may, maybe um, what is it called where you kind of cut the, the middle bits? You've got a fringe. What's it called? Um, bangs. Bangs, that's it. Yeah, that seems to be coming back in as well. Like lots of like nineteen nineties, nineteen eighties fashions is coming back in into. When did it get called? When did it get called bangs? I mean, why did it get called bangs? I suppose it's. Why did it get called bangs? I mean, what's wrong with calling it (laughs) a fringe? (laughs) Is this a room one hundred and one? Well, actually, it's going to be two point five item. Jerry's Jerry's going to be going on now. He's going to be going on about. He's like he's going to get confused. You know, instead of saying what the fringe, he's going to be saying what the bangs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bangs. <laughs> what the actual bangs? That is the best thing I've heard. That's amazing. <laughs> you know it's coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> I could see, maybe not this week, bags. but next week when I return back to work, there's going to be a meeting where all three of us are on, and Jerry's going to go, what the actual frigs are both me and Steve are going to crack. <laughs> what bangs, the bangs? The bangs. 
Oh, this, this, <laughs> you, see, this is the type of this is the, the thing is right. We've got my <laughs> the most unfashionable guy known to man, and you two gents that have grown up in the the <clears throat> you know the eighties and nineties, and maybe yeah. some of the seventies. <laughs> All of the seventies, well, maybe, maybe. I would just like to point out that grown up is a relative term. Uh, okay. <laughs> Got an Aged. old. True. Aged. No, true. <laughs> like a fine wine. It just like, doesn't like mature. A, yeah. It just doesn't mature properly. Yeah. 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 Um, um, but this is where we need, actually, Jerry, this is where we need someone like Rachel on to go, what the, are you chatting about? <laughs> yeah. She, she will, yeah. She wouldn't even take part. <laughs> no. This is, this is, this is. She'd be dialing, I think, she would have yeah. dialed out about 50 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, just, just because the attention span of Gen Z is about seven seconds. I, was, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, had, somebody at, I had somebody at work telling me, because I was, I was going to do, like, vlogs. Somebody at work was saying, you need to get your message across in the first seven seconds. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? I need to get a message across in seven seconds? Uh, <laughs> stay in school. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's interesting in this day and age, though, everyone is so busy. We're being bombarded with so much stuff. Actually, that does make sense. We, I think we briefly right. had this conversation if, with Yevgeny was around the the AD, like environmental ADHD, where because yeah. because yeah. we as a society, all of us look at Instagram, TikTok that are, you know, seven seconds to maximum 60 seconds, you know, we've naturally accrued or reduced the ability to concentrate. Um, <clears throat> and that includes that. things like, uh, you know, YouTube, like YouTube videos. I remember when I used to watch YouTube videos that could be, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. Now, if a 20 minute YouTube video comes up, I'm a bit like, oh, that's a bit long. That's a bit effort. Whereas an eight minute one, which is the the smallest size that you can have to have ads on it to make money on YouTube um, is kind of more accepted. And people will cut rather cut. There's more editing involved in videos to cut and edit to be quicker so that the pacing is quicker. So you, you almost have like seven second like changes in videos. I mean, we're never going to do that with the podcast because the point of it is a conversational. But yeah, when I, when I do the shorts, I think, right, how can I get the funny bit to be in the first seven seconds? And then the rest of it is just to pad it out so it's at least the minimum length that YouTube will accept for a short. Fair point. <laughs> Steve has a bit of um, it's, it's, it's Captain Angry. She's just oh, okay. dropping something off. Oh, so, she's dropping off my dog. Hello, dog. <laughs> Arth, is that Arth? Yeah. It's Arth. Oh, look. <laughs> Hello, Arth. Hello. I think, is this, a, is this the first pet on, uh, on, on the Stinky Joe? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, you've Hello, never bought Taco Arthur. Bell. <laughs> no. Oh, look at him. Look at him. He's so cute. Is this one of the things where we can go, how often is it that, uh, that um, owners look like their pets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. Although there's less facial hair on us. <laughs> less facial hair on us. Yeah. <laughs> For our listeners, Steve, what is Arthur? He's a Yorkshire Terrier, we think. But when, he was, when we got him, they said, oh, he's a Yorkshire Terrier. And he was all small and Yorkshire terrier but he's clearly got bigger. <laughs> he's so cute. He is so cute. He's heavy. I love him. Bloody hell. 
He is. He is. He's, he's like. He's, yeah. Jerry and I think of him as little Larry. Yeah. <laughs> so is he a little he, douche he, rather than a giant? He's, he's, he's a, he's he a giant douche in a little dog's body. A little douche. <laughs> oh, look at him. The smaller size. Who was? Douche. What was it? I can't remember your other dog. What they were called, Steve. Uh, Florence. Florence. Yeah. I, when I when I when I went to visit, I was barked at for like three minutes before. <laughs> I'll have to get Florence in here. She's around somewhere. Florence and the machine. Florence so, is the machine. <laughs> um, oh, it's so good to see us. Right. So uh, that was the second room one on one item. I'm. I'm actually going to be really controversial now and say I will only put the super skinny jeans hmm. into room 101. That's fair. The ones which are spray painted. But <laughs> actually, some of the skinny jeans where there's still a little bit of give, I think look okay. But they, yeah. I wouldn't put them into room 101. I would buy slim jeans. I wouldn't buy skinny jeans, <clears throat> basically, how I when I buy jeans. Slim fit jeans, de- not skinny jeans. It depends on brand as well. Some brands you can get. You can get slim and they're very loose. Other brands where you can get skinny and they're like slim. I think if we we could go down a rabbit hole on sizing, <laughs> we could we could do we could let's do. Not. I tend to get slim. Yeah, no, let's not go down that route. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, then you've got the ones that are like package advertisers. You know, <clears throat> they're, they're there to demonstrate the the package, and 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 has and, been delivered. Know, the package is you know <laughs> present. Well, like DHL it's, jeans. It's, 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 it's not. It's, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, let's just hope Possible. it's not by Avery or Hermes. Yeah, you know, it's 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 you know, it shows. It, yeah, it's I'm trying to think of a way you can put this and keep it in, but um, they kind of advertise the the extent of the budgie. They um, <laughs> yeah, they do, but they're not limited to they're not limited to men. I mean, women no. seem to wear these extremely tight things that also demonstrate the entire package <laughs> in its entirety yeah you're wrong uh, it's you know, um, it's when they when so the trend on a uh, while ago on tiktok was having leggings that were specifically shaped to make it so it looked like you had a better ass I mean, yeah. which you know we can appreciate but is it necessary it, i was yeah thinking more on the other side i mean it does yeah. both sides yes <laughs> <laughs> jerry do you want to move it on <laughs> what the actual bangs right so <laughs> um moving on to your third and is this uh, your so final room 101 item my final room 101 is and this is an easy one this is brexit brexit has to you just it's, it's destroyed us destroyed us as a nation, destroyed us as a country, destroyed us as individuals. And I think for me, it's sort of demonstrated that when you give people a choice without any kind of backing, and I, you know, then they just do stupid things. We should never ask people what they think when it comes to matters of state, ever. Because, let's put it this way, anybody who said that they wanted to leave, right, was, I'm going to say moronic, just didn't think it through. Because, And I'll explain why. Because do you want to remain? You knew what that meant. There was reams of documentation and things that you could read up about, about what it meant to remain. You, you, you could read up about what the single market really was as opposed to what the 
bloody Brexit idiots are telling us. There was a con job. And if you voted to leave, it just, do you want to leave? There was no idea about what that looked like. (laughs) Why would you do that? Why would you vote for that? Why would you vote for something that is just that self-destructive? And you think to yourself, you know, you, you look at it now and you go, oh, yeah. But what was driving people towards it was, was as an immigrant myself, was, was this, this xenophobic nonsense that was constantly going on. And it, it was just all the time. And it's still all the time. It's all we ever hear about. Oh, schools are collapsing. Um, you know, we've got you know, national debt up the plumbing. Billion, we're trying to work it out. Of, billions of power. <laughs> trying, we, yeah, we can't work. Yeah, there's, there's not enough zeros. How many zeros are there? 74. <laughs> 18. Yeah, 18, I mean, national, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, and all the government goes, oh, look, small boats. Like, like oh, somehow that's that. the problem. Like, somehow that's the problem, right? And then they go, well, what we're going to do is we're going to punish people for coming here. Like, somehow that's going to fix the problems. <clears throat> it's just wrong. It's, it's, the sooner we can get into the European Union, and it's, it, it, I really, really hope that when we do, we have to join, not rejoin. I hope we have to join. I hope we have to do the flipping hard yards <clears throat> to actually get back in, because then it'll work. It's only way. And, and unfortunately, I think what's going to happen is that, well, I say unfortunately, fortunately, I think what's going to happen is that successive governments, if, if the, the right thing happens, will just get us back in kind of in bits. It'll just kind of happen and, and people will just stop caring. You know, you'll get freedoms and liberties and success and power um, and, 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 um, you know, lost the word but you, you kind of get you know all these things back and, and it's like you might as well join caring. at this point <laughs> so people think, just stop yeah. caring yeah yeah it'll just you know I, I genuinely think that the eu is going to go through a, a transition anyway i think you're going to find what they're calling these associate states coming up and there'll be associate states because they can't process they can't process people's applications quickly enough I think it was Ukraine who was trying to join the EU. Yes. But they can't process the applications quickly enough. So what they're doing is they're thinking, well, everybody wants to be a part of an associate state. So create that, right? And then at some point you can get full membership. So I, I genuinely think that there, there's going to be a transition <clears throat> on both sides. And and hopefully we can, you know, hopefully we can just get some freedoms back. It's, hopefully we can get some prosperity back. It's an interesting one. <clears throat> when... When the vote went out to the public, I remember thinking, surely <laughs> we're not going to vote to go out, surely. Um, and when I, it, I know why. Finally, it did happen. Out. Yeah, I, I I get, you know, it was just the planets misaligning in completely the wrong way at the wrong time. And the, then um, we, got, we, got, we got that vote. And I think I actually don't think the government at the time, the prime minister at the time, seriously thought that it was that he would be David stupid Cameron. enough to vote yeah. for it yeah so the the reason the interesting thing right so i did a i did a lot of reading in a short amount of time to brexit because i it kind of snuck up on me a little bit because i wasn't really politically motivated at that time i'm significantly more politically motivated now because i've kind of sat back and gone like I am, I'm going to swear, fucking thanks, right? Because I travel a lot. Like, do you know how painful it is to get in and out of Europe now? It's, oh, Jesus Christ. 
Um, it's a nightmare. And like coming up, there's a potential that we've got to get visas. Now, I think it's Ricky Gervais, who's not my favourite comedian. Um, and we should probably avoid talking about comedians with the... Because with, my other least favourite comedian at least might be going to jail for a long time, which would be wonderful. But Ricky Gervais at least kind of said, like... Like, let's let the average human decide things. Let's not. Have you seen how dumb the average human is? And a lot of it comes down to, um, like, if you go back to, like, caveman area, where we were warring tribes and stuff like that, and that's, we were warring because we had to survive, right? If you lost, you would be killed. That doesn't really happen these days, kind of ish. Like, let's take um, the the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the illegal Russian invasion of Ukraine, out of this for the moment in particular. But Russia aren't taking over Ukraine because you know because they're going to run out of food or anything like that. They're doing it because they want to expand the amount of power, and that that is the flaw with society at the moment. The flaw with society at the moment is everyone's obsession with greed and power, right? And if you got rid of that, you would absolutely cure a significant portion of the world. So when it came yeah. to when it came to Brexit, there were two reasons why people voted to leave. The first one was the greed of people. Like those are generally the older, mature people that had lots of money that knew what they were. That kind of knew that it would be a bit dodgy, um, because they knew how to take advantage of that. They knew how to put stocks in the right places. They knew how to make shares, and they probably made big dollar dollar. Right, go to the Chinese market. Go to like the American market. Look yeah. at me go back. Right, so yeah. they disaster did it. capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a terrible thing and should be outright banned, legal, etc. But fine. The the other bit that where people voted to leave and and is the bit that swung it um, is the people that had no money. And it was the only mistake that the Remain campaign made because the Remain campaign got a little bit. Um, and it's the same with the, the campaign against Donald Trump. They were like, nobody's really going to vote for this, really. So they didn't. So they didn't try, but they didn't try as hard as they could. And the problem is, is the Remain campaign went, if you do this, the single market's going to crash. If you do this, the, co- the country's going to be in lots of money. And there are people that were like, yeah, but I can't afford to buy shoes now. So why would I vote to remain the same? So what they did is they went, the leave side were making all these what have now turned out to be lies and falsities and were like, right, let, if you do this, we're going to, like, loads of money's going to come to our country because we won't be paying Europe. And they went, oh, I yeah. want to get on that. And so they voted leave. And so they did that. And obviously there is also a bit of this, like, falsity about, like, all these immigrants that are coming in. Well, if you now look at, like, if you look at the proportion of immigrants that have come to this country, they are on a percentage base. I don't know what the percentage are. They contribute more to the economy than they take when they yeah. come in. So yeah. that's the positive yeah. things. Then you look at specifically the fishing industry. So all the oh. fishermen were complaining that... They're self-destructed. The, 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 They've you know, self-destructed. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, Leopards Ate My Face on Reddit is a great one where people suffer the consequences of the decisions that they've made. Um, so all of the fishermen are now complaining that they can't sell their fish. Well, yeah, they can't yeah. because we're not part of the European single market. So you've just cut yeah. off your yeah, entire market of, share. Yeah, we're not a nation of fish eaters either. We just no. don't. No, not fish. No, but we are. Well, we, not to the extent that the French do. No, but, but we we, it was an exporter. So yeah, great. We've got more powers over our water, so we can fish more. But can we sell it? Yeah. No, no, because of the consequences. No, it no. would have been better no. to be yeah. part of the European Union and make the decision to kind of go. Hey, do you know what? 
if we stayed and if we come up with some guidelines and worked with you some boundaries and then we figured out how we could sell, you'd be in a much more pro- a better position. And we would have been, we would have been in a position. We would have been in the position to do that because we had a seat at the table. And now we don't. Yes, that is the big thing that people now don't realise. Everyone goes, yeah, but the European Union, like, they aren't going to change. It's like, well, they aren't going to change without us in it. If we were in it, if we were in the European Union, we could have had the discussion with the people at the table and gone, look, people, this is what we want from, like, the European Union. You're not satisfying us at the moment, right? But we want to remain inside and we want to make it better. And by work, do you know what? It's amazing. When you work together with people, it's amazing what you can come up with if you take greed out. Now, I went on about greed, and I'm going to get onto my high horse a little bit, but I went on about greed in in an essay that I wrote. I had to write for my Black Belt Grading. and just write an essay for your black belt grading. Yes, yes. Lo- like, it's lo- not just kicky punchy in the no, right. No, no, it's not kicky punchy. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I said, like the, the Scandinavian countries do this quite well. So um, if you're caught speeding in a Scandinavian country, your fine is equivalent to X number of days salary. I can't remember what it is, yeah, Finland, but it's a lot. A lot. A I think, yeah, it's yeah. a percentage, which means that if you are a multimillionaire, your fine will be hundreds of thousands of pounds. Whereas if you're like disabled and unable to work, but you get caught speeding, your fine is like you know ten. I don't know what the whatever krona or whatever it is in in in, in different countries, um, in Scandinavian countries. I'm not sure who's got the euro, but it's it's still the but it's the equivalent thing and this is where you get like you know um so you saw about the 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 car crash that killed the pregnant woman with that where he was doing like 136 miles an hour in the the bmw right because he was like i can yeah filming himself he's like i can he was some like rich billionaire uh, like person i think when when you read into it and it's like yeah it doesn't matter if i get the speeding fine because it's a hundred quid well, 100 quid to him is what, an, like 30 minutes or something like that. But if he was, if the consequences matched what your salary was, then yeah, you, you, you suddenly would find that people would be like, oh, no, the, the punishments need to f- like be proportionate to you, the value that you earn, or fines especially. Obviously, jail time is completely different. And the other Ta- bit... Taxation should, taxation needs to be as well. Yes. Taxation and, has to be proportionate. Because ta- at the moment, what's happening is that people are allowed to send their money to offshore uh, destinations and then not be taxed on it. Yeah. And then they can pay themselves those, those monies back uh, in all sorts of different manners that mean that they don't have to get taxed on them. The, and corporations. Yeah. And corporations. Well, yeah. You know, the, um, it's, it's... The, the big greed bit that I went into about the podcast is I said that tax should be on a sliding scale. And what I meant by that is anything above... I think I said, uh, like I said, a bill. Uh, anything above a billion should be taxed at one hundred percent. Nobody <sighs> needs more than a billion pounds. You can't feasibly spend that amount of money, which would encourage people to put their money into charity, event, charitable things, and stuff like that, or back into the company that they're own, which would increase research and development because you'd have a more surplus of cash within that company, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But any corporation making over that amount of money, like for specific people, can make more, but specific earnings for a specific person. The other bit that I, I kind of alluded to with that sliding scale is at any point, the government to people earning over X amount could increase the tax on a sliding scale to support services. So let's take the UK now. We've got 
a hundred plus schools that they've suddenly discovered that some idiot has put in the wrong cut type of concrete and are now at form of collapse. The government should be able to on they need to the government needs to raise funds. So they should be able to slide in scale, increase the taxes on people earning over X amount until the infrastructure within our uh, with our country well, can support yes. the, 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 the thing. And I don't know how practical, how feasible that would be. So the other thing they need to do is not waste money. And this uh, government yes. has been incredibly good at wasting money, especially Ironic. to people, especially, <laughs> yeah, especially in giving it to people who are their friends. Oh, you know, yeah. you look at the people who like, it's it's cronyism and corruption beyond anything. You, you, know, you can sort of, you can sort of come up with your kind of classical tin pot government where, you know, it's the, 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 the the president is a general who used to be a corporal and then he ends up having like this, you know, a coup and then his government is so corrupt that he's, he's getting money from everywhere and giving, you know, that's what we've got, except for the fact that it wasn't a coup. Uh, it's just, we so voted them in somehow so levels somehow. Well, well no, we, we, did, we, we didn't, we didn't them. vote in Rishi Sunak. I would absolutely no, love to get rid of Rishi Sunak immediately. A day. Yeah, how, well, how, how can he, how can he be the prime minister when he, the, well, well as a chancellor, he set <laughs> like he set up these deals with PPE companies that benefited him during a pandemic. Yep. What type of yep. person does that make him? So he, yeah, and he's giving out oil and gas licenses to people who benefit his in-laws and his wife, and he's as corrupt as he's probably the most corrupt, you know, official in Europe. Yeah, he is the most corrupt official in Europe. He's without a doubt. Anybody who thinks that he's doing things for people who actually you know that they're, they're deliberately cruel to the, the people that they're supposed to be looking after yeah and it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i mean he's he's he is to me what exemplifies the mindset of brexit is that somehow this country is this massive powerhouse you know we had this view of ourselves while we were still in the european union that we could go it alone we were this massive powerhouse we could do anything and then they stripped all of the all of the good stuff away the reason that we were actually doing well and now we discovered you know actually maybe we're not and you know it's another thing is like if you look at if you look at the scottish independence thing again why would anybody vote for independence when what it says on the ticket is do you want to be part of an do you want scotland to be independent not a single idea about what that means why would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? You know, are you are you that sort of wound up about ah oh, the English came and they took our fields <laughs> and they raped our women and they took our tartans? We couldn't wear our kilts and our bagpipes. They put holes in our bagpipes for God's sake and they drank all our whiskey. Ah, oh, well, well, we don't like that last part so much, but that's just. Are you that wound up about something that happened 500 years ago that you're going to go, I'm just, I want to be part of an independent Scotland. To, to I'm going to wake fair. up every morning. I'm going to paint my whole head blue. And I'm, you know, why would you just come on? Think. To, to be fair, I would not at the moment. I don't blame them because actually one of the independence movements for Scotland is to rejoin the European union as a separate country. And I'm like, do you know what? Actually, I get that. <laughs> I get I that. Get we. So badly that I get that, but I, I also agree, I also but agree but that's, that th that's based on the premise that they're going to be able to. Yes, 
right? It's based on the pre- we're going to join Where's the, the plan European for that? Union. How? how? <laughs> right? And 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but the EU has a say in this too, right? Yes. And you've talked to them about this already. No, no, you haven't. Oh, okay, okay. When are you going to? Oh, well, when we win. Okay, that it might be a bit late then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Brexit. What they should have done is they should have done is had a second referendum based on the deal, right? That would have been the way to do it. This 100%. is the deal. 100%. This is okay. You voted to leave. This is the deal. Hundred percent. Do you want it? Yeah. Because this is what it's going to mean. This is the reality this is what it's going of to mean. us leaving. And, oh, they wouldn't and, have given us the truth anyway, though. But, no, yeah. and that's that's the and that that is the problem. That's fundamentally. But that this is a whole conversation that we could go, we could talk about for hours. I think what, one of the interesting things is, um, it, it was such a spineless thing to do as well on David Cameron's part because he he kept promising everybody, yes, I'm going to go to Brussels and I'm going to you know put put a stake in the ground with regards to what we need. And interestingly enough, actually, a lot of the concerns from a, at a political level were shared by France and Germany, especially the member states where, where they're the biggest con- contributors to the EU. Um, and instead of, as you said, Don, working together through all of this and having a seat at the table, David Cameron thought, yeah, do you know what? This is all too difficult. What I'll do, it'd be a lot easier if I don't have to go to Brussels and try and convince people to do things that um, I can't convince them to do. If we just leave, then it makes my job easier. And I just love the way that he's like disappeared into the sunset He's gone and created all of this carnage and there's absolutely no accountability it's, whatsoever it's, or consequences. Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, you know, you look at, you look at people who had this inflated view of themselves and as you know, we're British, we're great. And now suddenly they're kind of waking up to the fact that nobody in the world sees us like that. You know, well, what do you mean? I can't keep my Spanish villa. What do you mean? I can't retire anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. Wait, 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 hang on a second. But this, this, I didn't vote for this. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. You 100% voted for this because you didn't know what you were voting for. Yeah. You 100% deserve everything you get. I, I love, I love the the. It's funny. One of the things I noticed when when we've had now two podcasts with Yevgeny and you know about that patriotism and 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 their love for their country, it's like it's what I find fascinating is I don't I wouldn't say like, like and I'm 100 I can say I'm 100% British as far as I know. Um, but uh, you know, it might be diluted like down to the years because nobody's ever perfect. But you know, everyone's everyone's an immigrant in this country. Everyone, yeah. It's at some, at some point, at some point, someone's come from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, oh, you never know. I might be one of the pure ones that were born here. No, I doubt that. But the but I don't have that. Part. I don't. Uh, it's interesting. I because of the amount of muck ups that we've had in this country, I believe, in the last twenty years plus. Right. And I'm what, 31. So, I mean, lived through a lot in a very short time. And I had two, two global recessions, um, freaking pandemic, 9 11, all these kind of crap. It's, you know, it's quite a, quite a stressful time to be. Um, and that's not to say it's, you know, it's not impacted you two as much at all. That's, it's just what I kind of perceive for myself. I have nowhere near the <laughs> amount of patriotism that um, Evgeny has for Ukraine. You've come in at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong time. Yeah, I was born after the time I could get flipping nice cheap house. <laughs> like, right. 
it's i mean i think i think it's it's using the word patriotism is interesting one because patriotism people confuse in this especially in britain confuse patriotism and nationalism mm. i grew up in i grew up in south africa so i know and you know it was a nationalist government it was a highly nationalist government it was it was awful um it, it, and it was you know it wasn't you know people go oh but you were a white person yeah but white english and weren't terribly keen on white english people in, in in south africa either so i think it's one of those things that recognizing the danger of nationalism and and a lot of people in this country are nationalists you can say oh i'm a patriot uh, get on board patriots challenge mm. what's in front of them you, you 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 know if you you don't if you don't blindly believe what racists and bigots and and and, and xenophobes are telling you it's not that you're not patriotic so that you're not nationalist and and i you know patriots true patriots try and change their country yeah and they try and make it better yeah that's tough on that note <laughs> sorry we got no, all serious that's a really good no, I, yeah no this is no this is really good what a way what a way to end that section because i i think that's absolutely perfect um look <laughs> that's going into room 101 i mean brexit needs to be yeah, put at the bottom was... of room 101 in my opinion yeah, needs to seriously. Be put at the bottom of room 101 it needs to be set alight it needs to be stamped all over and then pissed on because i need to take off. a yeah. flamethrower to it so yes um definitely definitely going in right so let's this have a look at the notes interview chat stevie t now isn't it jerry <laughs> do you want to, you might want to kind of elaborate on what that means <laughs> so so i've always Why called chat stevie t yeah <laughs> so uh, steve it's and i had lots of nicknames to one another um and one of them for 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 me from me for steve has, has been stevie t and then i was thinking i was using chat gpt one day and thought what if we had a Steve version of this called Chat Stevie T? Where ba basically you just type in whatever you want, ask Chat Stevie T whatever you want, and then you just get <laughs> the Stevie T view of the world <laughs> back in response. And I, I do think that's still a golden opportunity. That app needs to be developed. Um, you need to get on that, Steve. It needs to be developed and not cancelled every single time it gets used. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting in the titles for pure yeah, exactly. clickbait. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I like the fact that actually we've even got Stevie T. So if you look at the names, it's Jezza, Dominic, Stevie T. Yeah. Stevie T. <laughs> so. Another um, way, way as well. I'm the only one that's put in like my actual name you to put in. Yeah, I know. Just like Jezza. Yeah, did I put that in? Yeah, the, probably. You must, have, is, done. must the, have done. Those don't, those don't appear. They're just the file names. That just right, the file yeah, names yeah. to just get extracted okay. out, like so. Oh. Like the, the the names at the top of our of our. If you if you watch the video on YouTube, that's what I type in. I I go ahead and change it. Got it. Got um. It. So I it says it says my you know it says Dominic it says Jerry. I'll put. Well, what do you want? Do you want, <laughs> do you want Steve? Do you want it's Stevie, gonna have to be Stevie T? T. Stevie it's T. Be. It's gonna be Stevie T. It's gonna be Stevie T. It's gonna be. <laughs> Chat Stevie T. Chat Stevie T. But the chat Stevie T. I asked Chat Stevie T this question. <laughs> I'm using it for clickbait the it. whole time. Chat Stevie T. Tell me about Brexit. <laughs> so, uh, no, we've already covered that. That's gone into room bangs, 101. Bangs, 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 bangs. Skinny bangs, jeans. Skinny jeans. Chicken feet, legs. <laughs> chicken legs. Um, okay, so. We are going to move into a section which is not in the script. Um, I have three questions for you. 
Okay. Um, and this is all part of like getting to know, I guess, better. Mm. Getting um, to know you. you getting to know all the. What was that? What was that program where you, you? They had the red book from the early nineties. Oh, this is your life. Ah, this is your life. Yes, that was yeah. it. Are we that going for like Michael that? Aspel? If it was me, right? If it was me, it would be like it would be like this deck of cards. Be like this little deck of cards. This is your life. And then it would start off with. (laughs) 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 This is sort of interesting. (laughs) Bear in mind, this is a family podcast. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna start. Up, so I want to get to know. I want listeners to get to know you. I, I actually know okay. a fair amount. I want listeners to get to know you a bit better. So, apart um, from the fact that I but, hate Top Gun music at air shows, apart from, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and the fact that have Airwolf, gotta have Airwolf. Promote Airwolf. Came out before Top Gun. It did. It did. Yeah. Did yeah. Um, you've had a colourful life. Um, what have been, <laughs> parts what have which, been parts your, of which I can actually talk about <laughs> some of which you can actually talk about what have been your most poignant moments or poignant moment if you had to pick one oh my god um, and I de- deliberately wanted to put you on the spot for this poignant moment mm. I wouldn't even know to answer that question <laughs> I mean <clears throat> there are the sort of obvious ones you know there's like because i've got two children one of which is the same age as dom just about (laughs) um you know i think the thing that changed me the most was doing national service and i wouldn't say it's the most poignant thing in my life but it, it did change me massively i think the person that went in to to do their national service and the person who came out were very very different it was it was there was nothing that was impossible when i got out um largely because of what i did when i was in there but (laughs) nothing was impossible um there were very few things that i can't imagine myself not being able to do and i think that that's something that a lot of people especially these days don't necessarily understand. Is that I was going to say, apart from a prostate exam. <laughs> a prostate exam. A prostate exam is not impossible. It's uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, Sorry. There was somebody who said to me, on the topic of prostate exams, was that, can you do one? No, no. Somebody said, can you do, well, this is proper chat DVT. Can you do your own prostate exam? Right? And I was like, I don't. No, and it was a genuine question because there's a lot of chat, chat groups and whatnot for people who've kind of going through prostate problems. Like in 2017, they found a very small amount of, of uh, prostate cancer, uh, but it's very benign. It's not doing anything, so it's fine. Most men will get some form of prostate cancer mm-hmm. in their lives, and basically they will, you know, they'll be fine. Um, but somebody said to me, you know, like terrified about going to the doctor and having, you know, Ken, they said, you know, when you're looking for, you know, we're going for a prostate exam. What, what's the, what, what should you look for? And I jokingly, because 
I have a sense of humor. I said, somebody with thin, long fingers, right? You don't want somebody with like big sausage fingers because, you know, one, they're probably going to be a bit shorter. And two, you know, you're kind of worried that you're going to feel his watch strap up against your backside when mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, so somebody, and, and, you know, the best, you know, it's just like, if you can find a female doctor, best because they've got the smallest fingers right the thinnest, and and then this guy was came back and he was like okay now i've taken that on board and i'm like probably shouldn't have and then he <laughs> said um can you do your own one and i was like do you know what i don't know i suppose you'd I have to know <laughs> you'd probably still, you'd have to know what you're what you're looking for really aren't you so what are you feeling for yeah, I mean, you said nothing's impossible. <laughs> Nothing is impossible. It just, it just came to. Yeah. I'm just wondering how acrobatic you would have to be. Very. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sorry. I completely railroaded your question. Poignant, poignant question. Yeah, poignant moment. Like poignant moment. So, so was that a national yeah. service? Was you that in this? Well, sorry, was that in this country or was that in? What? Um, national Sata service. Yeah, national service. By virtue of the fact that we don't have it here, it was not here. No, I didn't think so. I was, I, yeah. <laughs> Dude, how old do you think I am? I mean, I think I'm in national service here in the 60s. I was part of the Home Guard. I was part of the Home Guard. Don't, don't tell, tell me your name, Pike. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that was, that was life-changing. Um, I don't know. I would say, yeah, probably the most experience that I've ever got in the world has been, you know, from there. Um, it, it did kind of, it did kind of um, provide me with a, a, a lust to live, if you know what I mean. Hmm. You know, it was very, it was, it was that kind of life changing where you kind of came out with like, okay, I can make a difference if I do stuff. And, and that's been, that's been part of it. So not that you necessarily had a choice, obviously, but even if no. you did, even if you did, so even if, let's say, well, let's say it was optional, let's say it was optional and you went back I wouldn't to have. that point I in time, have. you wouldn't have done it. No, and I would have been poorer for it because it was, it's, it's, it's kind of, before I went in, there was, you know, finished school, not a lot of direction, you know, and, there, you know, what I would have benefited from was kind of being you know like birds kick the the, the nestlings out you know, mm. can't fly figure it out bird is the word no so, top gun theme tune <laughs> no top gun theme oh they could play they could play surfing bird at air shows yes that surfing bird at air shows that would work da, 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 da. And play the ramones version that's even better um but yeah, you kind of you kind of benefit from from a lot of people would benefit from just being forced to do something because it's one of those things, Dom. I mean, I know you've read the the subtle art of not giving a fuck book, mm. but what they talk about is 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 responsibility, and I think yes. that people kind of avoid responsibility by virtue of the fact that oh, something happened to me, it's not my fault, it's not my responsibility. If you force people into positions where things that aren't necessarily something that they wanted are their responsibility, they take a lot more ownership of things. I'm not necessarily saying that we should we should draft people into the army and and have them, you know, kind of do what we did. But 
especially not what we did. But, um, you know, some kind of national civil service would be perfect for everyone because it gives them mm. a it gives them a gap it gives them a time to grow it gives them an opportunity to spend time with people that they necessarily wouldn't normally do you know people from different places in society would be forced to work together and i think you see the world in a very different light once you've actually kind of you know not got your parents in the background going hey you know this is the truth so yeah i'd be all for that the the the, the, the person from the book um when i'm james who's like arguably the father of um like the father of psychology so to speak um basically he um he, he was born during his childhood he, he he was left blind for a while went to school where he was terrible found his passion painting but nobody bought any of them so his father sent him to medical school um and he went to a madhouse and that he had identified more with the patients than with the doctors um <laughs> and failed medical school. Um, his brother um, was became a successful author. Um, during this, he got a, a disease of the stomach which could barely let him move. Um, got a little bit better, decided to take a trip to Latin America. Um, but this nice trip, but like you're imagining like beaches, Corona, no. Um, his trip lasted months and he got sick again. I th- he caught um, another disease, I can't remember, which was going around at this time. I remember this from the uh, book, Jungle yeah. Fever. Jungle fever, yeah. Yeah. So he caught that. He basically nearly died and then eventually made it back. And, we're, you know, we're talking like, this isn't like 10, 20 years ago. We're talking like, you know, 16th, 16th century sort of thing. So traveling from like America to the UK was not an easy thing to do, if you know what I mean, at that time. Um, and basically he was like, just ready to kind of commit suicide. And he basically said to himself that he would, he, he is responsible for everything. Now, the key point, I think, on that is it's, there's a difference between at fault and responsibility. So yep. um, if and I we, came... We deliberately al- confuse that. We deliberately confuse yes. that in society. Yeah. So if I came along with a baseball bat and I broke your legs, Steve, I am at fault, but you are still responsible. And you've got two decisions, right? You could just be like, oh, woe is me. And you could, like, you know not do the recovery, not do the re- request, probably be in a lot of pain, have to go around in a wheelchair, et cetera, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Or you take responsibility and you're like, right, well, fuck you, right? You get on your bike, you sort yourself out, you get yourself back to full strength, do all the rehab, et cetera, et cetera. You've taken responsibility for the rest of your life and you've not let the person that's yeah. at fault. You can also then take responsibility, right? Like, well, actually, I'm also now going to sue Dom within the inch of his life because I got the energy to do that. You still have to have the I, one I, thing in. I just come around yours with a baseball bat. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think, you know, taking responsibility, once you start doing it, becomes infectious. Because you then start to generate the idea that you can take responsibility for something and you can achieve something. And it comes off the back of that very, very quickly. And the more you do it, the more infectious it becomes. But it's so easy to lose as well. Mm. It's so easy to lose. It's a, it's an interesting thing. Um, I um, quite like this kind of like fault responsibility kind of like fallacy. I mean, you mentioned I've read both both his books. Um, Settle up, not giving a fuck, and uh, we're totally fucked. A book about hope, 
Um, the second one's not quite as strong as the first one. I haven't one, read it yet. I haven't read yeah. it yet. I haven't it's read not the quite as strong one. as the first one, but because it, it, it kind of, he, he's trying to get loads of tidbits in, whereas the first book is more of a journey about like him, um, which I think just reads a little bit smoother. Um, but it's also where I got like the story of Hero Anota, right? He took, like, because he took responsibility for his men and him when he was in the jungle during World War II, even though he was still doing that, I think it's like 27 years later, he was happier then than when he was a celebrity back in the Japan because exactly. he was solving his own problems. And it's yep. um, it's quite often, a, it, honestly, sometimes uh, this is going to sound very controversial considering I am somebody that, is, that has gone through and is going through therapy, but sometimes people would benefit being put into... Um, the military and told to do things to solve problems because they would develop a sense of self-worth and self-confidence would be more effective than some of the em- like overly empathy empathized <sighs> therapies there is a there's a balance like you still need the empathy that you need these days and i think like too much of a bad thing can cause trauma but too much of a good thing can cause trauma as well there's a there's a real balance it's about like and the and i think like what going into the, to, to the national service or doing something that you're passionate about that gives you manageable, solvable problems allows you to develop your own sense of self-worth, which develops your own sense of self-confidence. And then you get this kind of like, well, actually nothing's really important possible if I really put my mind to it. Well, this is it. I mean, there the, are the two things that it does teach you. Firstly, is that you don't actually matter. As a human being, as a, as a person, you are part of a cog. You're a part of a machine. You'll have a general whose goal is to win the war. You'll have a series of chains of command, and then you'll have a, a captain or a lieutenant whose goal is to take a hill. And then you'll have a sergeant who needs to figure out how you how you manage to do that, and and you know you have all of that. So you are just part of a machine. And the fact that you kind of wake up fairly quickly to the fact that actually as a human being as an individual your feelings they don't matter nobody cares right get on with it you've got a job to do and you're going to have to go and do it and you might not like it in fact you know being shot at is probably not a nice thing (laughs) but um you're going to be in a position where once you come to terms with that and once you kind of become comfortable with that that actually this doesn't matter nothing you know I can be upset and no one's going to care. You know, you might get a friend and he'll come along and go, they're there, you know, pat on the back kind of thing. And off you go and you go and do it. Is, 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 I guess, I guess the, the value of, of people's, you know, there's, there's a lot of, we get told a lot of things that are like, oh, you know, you need to be, you got to tiptoe around people sometimes and you've got to walk on eggshells and you've got to be, very careful about what you say to say and and i i I think that's harming people a lot Mm. because once you start to think that you know once you start to get on the journey of my feelings are something that somebody else needs to take responsibility for then you can just go mad you know and everything offends you and then you end up with gen z That's harsh and Gen Z. There's some good Gen Z, but yeah, I know what you mean. But it's it's interesting actually that there is no joke that is offensive. There are only people that take offense to a joke. Take offense, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. 
yeah and don't don't confuse truth and opinion okay i'm gonna <laughs> Jerry's a bit well i think let, what's interesting like like from from my perspective now Jerry, don't like contribute you can still contribute your opinion by the way you don't have to move this on <laughs> no 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 i'm I, very curious about like what you think of it as well what was your most poignant moment my most poignant moment mm. let's turn it back on our host today steve oh <laughs> you did the old flipper obviously, obviously. Um, uh, my, it's my uno it's my uno switch card i've got one somewhere my most poignant if i had to choose one I mean, I don't want to get, choose the cliche one of yeah, when my daughter was born and yeah, of course, because that changes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was poignant because I was drunk and in Malaysia. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lady I'm... boys. They were lady boys. <laughs> Can't remember anything else. Just woke up when I had Chat, Stevie T. I. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really, t- it's a tough one. It's a difficult question. It is a very, very difficult one. question. I think I don't, I haven't done anything as monumental in my life that changed me. I've had lots of things happen to me mm. that have, that have changed me that I've had to react to. So for me, it's, uh, um, I would imagine escaping Iran was probably one of them. Yeah, that was, that was quite traumatic. Um, but I was too young to really grasp what was going on. I think um, I think if I had to choose one, and probably let, let's make this easy because you know I'm still going through things now. So, of course, um, I, if, if I had to choose one, I'd say I'd say coming to coming to this country at the age of five, um, because and and having to come to this country urgently because there was a revolution in Iran. <laughs> Um, because being shot at isn't fun because being shot at is not fun because my my father being arrested by uh the iranian uh police uh so special police whatever you want to call them special um, police so basically accusing him of of being uh a spy um you know all of that that great stuff coming to this country and not being able to speak a word of english so i couldn't not only could i not speak english I couldn't understand a word of English. Literally didn't have a clue what anybody was talking about. And I just remember um, being in the class and having to have a teacher, so especially, you know, being, I had to go to one side. So it was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. So all of those feelings of, of, of you know, well, I feel different and, um, uh, and, and confused. And I don't actually really know what's going on because, the life that can I, I can knew, I just, I can I just say, away Jerry, from can, that. Can, can, hmm. can I just say, you've, you've managed to catch up nicely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Um, yeah. I've had and, a few and, years to do it, like 40, but uh, yeah, you're, I've getting there. you're getting yeah, I'm there. there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was a bit bonkers. So I think that's, that's the moment that changed me, but it, it, it's an interesting point what you made, Steve, which is I didn't have a choice. I was, that that situation it was thrust upon me and and um and you either sink or swim so what what do you do like you've got no choice uh i i was talking i was having this conversation with somebody um about you know what it was like growing up in the uk for example in the um 
in the 70s and 80s. In the 70s. Right? <laughs> right, where racism was... Whoa. I mean, it was it was casual. You, you saw casual racism, and it was rampant just on TV and TV programs, right? It was accepted. So you can imagine, you can imagine what the racism was like. I, I can, because I grew up in a country where racism was policy. Right, it was policy. Right, how insane is that when you think about it, right? It's absolutely uh, it was It was government policy. It was how we lived our lives. It was, it was yeah. Yeah. And, you, and, and then because I've lived in so many different countries, because of my dad's job, and come across so many different cultures and so many different people, and you suddenly realise, you know what? We're all the same. We're all the same. We have the same We're hopes, the same... fears. We have the same dreams. Yeah. We all we do the bleed same in the same things. way. <laughs> do the same, same stupid yeah, jobs. Same, do the same silly things. We still get frustrated at the same things. We're all the same. It doesn't yeah. matter where you're from, what language you I speak, remember, the colour of your skin. In Thailand, I met somebody who was a person in Thailand, a Thai person. Trying to, remember, trying to think what they were. They were a Thai person. And it was weird because we, we'd, we'd come out of the um, uh, Muay Thai event we'd gone to go and see oh, in, nice. in a place called Chiang nice. Mai. So Thai boxing, I guess you could... I don't know if I'm saying Muay Thai right, but... Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Something Muay. like that. And as we were leaving, there was this impromptu kind of bar that somebody had set up, which was like some overturned doors on some barrels and a, mm -hmm. a beach umbrella. But it was it was dark. But I don't know what the beach umbrella was for, but it was there. And all the locals vibes. were there. And we, <laughs> vibes, yeah. yeah. I mean, but there must have been about five or six locals, and they were like having drinking Thai whiskey and whatnot. I mean, we we, the, um, we walked past them, and I said, "Oh, do you mind if we like have a drink with you?" And they were like, "Yeah, this is great. Come and join us." And we got talking about philosophical stuff, and eventually, the, I mean, obviously, once you've had quite a lot of Thai whiskey, you you know, you, you get to the deep stuff. And he said, "You know, as human beings, we 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 wake up every morning hoping to see the sun go down." And then we go to bed hoping to see the sun come up. And I thought that was, if you break down the human experience to that's what people just, everybody wants. You know, you kind of want to wake up on the right side of the grass every morning and you kind of want to go to bed and have it all happen again. It's, um, yeah, it's, for me, that was just the most poignant, you know, way of putting it. Everybody in the world is is very much the same. We have different yeah. cultures and different ways of expressing it, but we have the same hopes we have the same aspirations and we have the same desires and that is, you know, at a basic level to exist. It's, yeah. it's interesting based upon what you were sort of saying on there. Like, so one of the questions I got, I've been recently asked as part of like um, the essay bits and pieces I've had to do is um, what is your happiest day? Why? And explain it. Now there's absolutely not a Scooby-Doo I could come up with what my happiest day was. Um, because no, I got my bicycle. No, no, not for for two, for two reasons. One, because I think to to pinpoint a specific day is really, really difficult. Um, the other bit is because yay PTSD means I have no long term memory. But the 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 interesting bit that when I when I try to answer it and try to to look at it is that I think it's worth um, noting when you said about those like deep conversations that the the biggest joy that I've had over the last especially I'd say kind of like two years 
um, and like I said, this is all Jerry's fault, um, is that these deep conversations are actually what bring you joy. It's the journey that you go on with people and discover about people and understand different people. Because before I started this podcast, I didn't know that much about Jerry from a from a personal perspective. We knew bits and pieces, but we've you know we've grown and. Um, I was about to say we've grown up together. We haven't because neither of us have grown up. We've just grown up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I can, I'm sure I can Join ask Chloe and she'd be like, no. I'm surrounded by a room of toys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got a blue, I've got a, I've got a, 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 a blue spiny shell from Mario Kart sat behind the green screen, right? It's my toys. They're my toys. Yeah, look at that. Da, 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 da. No, wait, wrong theme tune. <laughs> the I don't have an airwolf. Don't you? They're so hard to find. They're so hard to find. They did do them. There was some. It was a model company that did them, but they don't. You can't get hmm. them anymore. So, for the benefit of people who are not watching videos, so Steve, oh god, yes, really so, yeah. aero modeling. So I'm into modeling. Yeah, well, tanks as well. I mean, you've seen my tanks. Oh yeah, not just. I'm, try, I'm trying to. I'm trying yeah. to get Jerry to trying to get Jerry to spend more time doing it because. It's, it's one of the most satisfying things you can do is just make something. If you can make something, even if it's built from a kit, to make something is, is so rewarding. Every, every person should have a creative outlet, a mental outlet, and a physical outlet. So I have Taekwondo, my weights for my physical. I have the podcast and other bits to allow me to do my creativity that's why you know jerry's always like oh let me i, I want to help you with like the editing i'm like no no i love this this is my creative outlet i get this to put is in, my thing this, this is my this is, this is this is my fun and uh, you know and i have my mental outlet which is normally work or um you know i enjoy doing things like sudoku's and bits and pieces like that and, and I'm, I'm a big video game lover so yeah i think that's that's, that, that's i have too many creative outlets and i never managed to kind of i, I need fewer creative outlets yeah but it's good, yeah, but it's good to have a, a big raft of creative outlets, and then you have to whittle that down. I think it's more yeah, difficult when you don't have any. They become expensive. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Dom, I have to ask you. So, what, what's your most? What's your? Oh most God, damn it! I thought I got away yeah, with no, it. Yeah, I would have no, got no. away with it with these meddling kids. You can't do a flipperoo back on me, oh, and then you, and yeah, you, you knew it was coming, surely. Yeah. I well, did. at the time of recording this Shirley. podcast, it might be next weekend. Uh, I don't know yet. Um, What's happening next weekend? Yeah. So next, for those that don't know, next weekend I am going for my uh, fourth degree in uh, Taekwondo. Um, oh, which very cool. A, I've been a lot of work. Um, it, you know, people don't, people will only see certain bits. Um, and what's interesting around that is, um, like, it's, 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 a, it's probably one of the more distinct grades. So... For those of you that don't do Taekwondo, and I don't do the Olympic style, I do the traditional ITF style that was invented in 1955. The Olympics was formed in 1967 when they broke away. I, yes, I have to know some of the history. So, um, But on your suit, your dobok in Taekwondo, your, as a black belt, the edges of your suit are trimmed in black, apart from your sleeves. So basically the bottom of your, actually just the bottom of your dobok is trimmed in black of your, of the, of your, um, of your top. When it comes to your, um, when you become a fourth degree, you gain what they call the stripes. So you gain um, a, a, the same thickness black, but it goes basically through the center of your sleeves. And on your trousers, it goes down the center of your trousers. You gain your stripes. It's the biggest distinctive because you switch from being a black belt to a senior black belt. Um, so that could be one of my most poignant moments. I'm, I, I have to admit, 
I find it really difficult to kind of come up with that because I think the journey that I've been on, I think, I think basically since I've done this podcast has been the biggest change for me. I think mm. I've, I've, fl- I flopped over my like twenties, right? I've buried some stuff, and I'm happy to go into this because. Um, so this week I finished my kind of 13 weeks with 13 weeks, 12 weeks, 12 weeks with an NHS therapist and gone through a lot of things, um, got diagnosed with PTSD through bits and pieces, which I now have a handle on. I've gone through, I've had my formal OCD diagnosis, which anybody that knows me is probably going, oh, well, that's no surprise. But like genuinely, like it's it's nice to kind of I, go. Yeah, I could have I could have given that to you. I could have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, well, it's difficult. There's there's different things about it, but the 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 growth, the journey. I think in this ten years, especially and especially in the last two, where we've done the podcast, we get to talk to great guests like this we um we we get these we come up with these questions that we're willing to discuss on the internet and talk about and put on the internet for other people to take like inspiration or enjoyment or whatever that rob you know the robin williams thing like as if i make someone smile then i've achieved something the you know that for me like that that i that conversation jerry that was was really poignant where you where you just went yeah i bought a mic when are we doing it i just remember mm. that split second five second decision where i went oh okay fine we've got to do this <laughs> fiddlesticks i've now got to like actually kind of do it and that you know that i think at the time like it was the middle of the pandemic that was a really poignant point i think for both of us because we were both going to like conversations with each other going oh my god this is such a like this you know, pandemic is like really got to really us. Stressful, for me, the it? second lockdown was just mm. murderous. Like oh, to everything horrible. health, horrible. You know, so the podcast. You know, taekwondo was is such a you know such a big part of my life. Um, you know, for the better and for the worse. I've talked on this podcast before about some of the toxicity about when your passion is for something is too much and how setting boundaries and 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 things like that are really really important so similar to my happiness question i don't think there's really anything that's significantly kind of flipped and is really poignant enough to be that's changed my life but um you know this certain decisions that you make and that i've made over the years you know doing taekwondo that was a big decision but within that then like making the decision to be part of the squad and going international making the decision to do x gradings making the decision to start the podcast making the decision to go yeah we'll we'll go you know i remember the conversations that me and jerry had about putting this as a video or oh, we must have talked about it for six months i reckon yeah we, we did jerry. yeah and then blimey and apparently the sunshine has come out yeah. <laughs> um but also, you know, the decision to have a guest on. We had Laura on for that first one, not knowing what it's going to be like, but then going, oh, we'll get Adam on. And then, you know, building up different guests and doing, you know, trying different things. We'll talk about, we talk about politics. We'll take that risk. We'll talk about, um, like, uh, what was the other one I was going to say? We t- you know, you know, different things that just, you know, talk about our own health struggles, our mental health struggles, bits and pieces. And the the, the real big one for me was the first time we had Divgeny on. Understanding really, and I mean really understanding someone's culture from a real different perspective. You know, and, you know, I sit here as, you know, a British, I cast myself as a British, you know, male, I'm white, I'm 30s, you know, I'm kind of the epitome of, like, have the biggest leg up in life. And I think it's a real humbling kind of point 
to sort of say to be able to sit back and say no i've still got to take responsibility for different things so yeah, i i don't know i i it's i wouldn't have a po- a single point and i was hoping to get away with it but yeah i, I enjoy being open I mean, and honest and i enjoy making people laugh so with with things like taekwondo being awesome. a huge part of your life i mean the yeah. pandemic must have just crushed you it, yes and no. From an exercise perspective, Taekwondo, it made me a better martial artist because I had to be self-disciplined. Um, interestingly, that was also the time that I tore my adductor, so the muscle that runs on the inside of your grade two. Um, and so the second lockdown happened two weeks before I then did it. I, I tore my abductor for doing a jumping back kick in my flat while brushing my teeth. So, you know, that's, that's always the, yeah, exactly. You're lucky it was limited to just that. I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I land, the thing is I landed it and went, that was mint. No pun intended with the uh, toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> went to bed, woke up and then my entire inside of my leg, I went, Oh, that I must've torn that. But yeah. that required I mean, 39 if I tried- weeks. Of, yeah, I mean, if rehab. I tried that, I would have explained to paramedics how I landed the plane <laughs> squarely on the top of my head. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing, like cracking your head open on the sink, yeah. yeah. But if somebody said to me now, similar to, if somebody said to me now, would you, if you had the choice, would you train at home like you did during the pandemic? And the answer to that is fuck no. <laughs> no. Lesson learned. No, no, well, no, no. It was th- brutal. It was brutal. So carry on. So, thank What's you. Your next so, question. Yeah, look. So <laughs> second, second question. By the way, I'm going to leave it at the second question because I'm also aware of time. Um, so and, for and a it's cha- a lot for a can, change. For a change. For a change. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. We're on and some I, of our meetings with Jerry. It's like, oh, I ran out of time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to because the third question is actually nowhere near as strong as the second question. So I'm going to ask the second question, but we do all have to answer it, right? So I'm going obviously oh. going to start here. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to start with you, Steve. Obviously, you're the guest. So, Dom, you're going to have time to think about this. Um, Take a run up at it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So this is the second question. It's the last one, getting to know you one. Um, And then I think we're going to, shall we avoid idioms? This, yeah, we'll leave yeah. idioms. And then, and then we need to do Celebrity Call Out Corner. Yeah, celebrity um, Call Out Corner. So, celebrity <laughs> Corner. We really do need a jingle for that. Okay, so here's the second question. Just did one. <laughs> not at the right time <laughs> so, uh, i'll just i'll just i'll just grab my guitar and then I'll yeah like... if you could i'll get the keyboard right, i've got it hang on i've got it oh, here good lord he has this all i know i know a few chords so we need something along okay. the lines of okay we'll come back i'm to gonna that. try and work out how i can get my microphone close to it so that you can... how's that yeah we can hear yeah it. can hear that all right good cool um, if you could meet your 16-year-old self, oh, friends online, what advice would you give? <laughs> no, there's no, no. You have to face into this. If you could meet your 16-year-old self, what advice would you give? Stop and, being a pimply-faced little douche. <laughs> no, no. Look, grow up. Stop you, being scared got, of everything. You okay? All right. Let's expand on that. I was, I was a t- when I, when I, so when I started high school at the age of 12, 12 going 13, I think it was, whatever the standard age was, I was the smallest kid in the school. I was tiny. Um, and uh, it was so small that I, I might not get the story right. If my parents actually watched this, I might go, that's bullshit. But um, 
I think they had to, my mum had to buy me trousers that were way too big for me and then fold them up like five times. And then I kind of grew into them a bit until the smallest trousers that you could buy for a high school student. Are you clicking your pen, but, by the way? Yeah, sorry, I yeah. need to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I was it's a expecting nervous full, oh, is, it, is it gold? Is it golden eye where he's got the pen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch that. Don't it's touch my lunch. That. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Right. Um, I'll do it again so you can cut that piece out. Um, but yeah, as I, as I said, I was the smallest kid in the entire school. I, I, I had to grow into things and I was always just so scared of everything. I was, it was, it was, you know, when you're at school, right? If you, if you are, if you're the, if you're the small fish, the other bigger fish automatically figure that out. Right. And it just become, it just becomes horrible. It just becomes an experience that you, you kind of have to kind of get through. And, and I hated it. I hated the first few years at school until I kind of grew up and filled out and, even then, when I got to the end of, of school, I was, you know, I find used to find solace in the library reading. And that was, you know, because that I didn't have to put up with people, you know, being awful. But, you know, I made some friends as I went and that, that kind of made life a bit better. And, you know, you sort of you sort of get to the end of your high school days and, you know, that was it. You know, um, my 16 year old self, I would probably so once I, my 16 year old self got over seeing what I look like now <laughs> and, and knowing my 16 year old self as I do, that would take some doing. Um, I, I would, I would genuinely be like, right. um, so I can grow a beard. Um, he'd be like, yeah, I, I think it'd just be, you know, just try just try you know you're not as shit as people think as you think you are and i think it's one of the more valuable lessons that i've learned in life is that your opinion of yourself isn't what other people necessarily think oh, love, um, it. love it love it so yeah so, well, that's the okay. advice i would give my 16 year old self cool thank you very much steve Don? once my 16 year old self once my 16 year old self had a had had the heart attack of seeing this grey-bearded 53-year-old <laughs> man sitting in front of him going, this is you, boy! This is you! That'd be mad, wouldn't it? That'd be a total head trip. That, oh, that I would, actually happened. I, no, I, I, mean, would, the, I was trying to think about how I would do it, too. And and this is the chance DVT portion. I'd probably turn up and go, hi, I'm Evil Santa. You'd be a very, very naughty boy. <laughs> evil Santa. You weren't still believing in that, though, at 16. No. No. <laughs> Just checking. I might have believed in evil Santa, but yeah, not fair actual enough. Santa. Fair enough. Thank you very much. Dom? Um, it's interesting. Like, like, so 16, like confession, 16-year-old me was probably in very tumultuous times. 16 is part of the tumultuous times for me in my teens that probably I've buried for 10 years. Um, I'm sure there's some therapist that's going to pick that out of me at some point. But um, 
I mean, the advantage I would have had is I can look my 16-year-self in the eye because I was six foot three by the time I was 16, and I'm still six foot three. Oh, yeah, okay. I was the tallest in class all the time. <laughs> but I was, I was 69 <laughs> kilos, not not the 90 kilos that I am now. So 69 kilos? Were you, was, were you like... Were you like if you put your arms cleaner. above, if you put your arms above your head, would you be in danger of falling through your own asshole? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if I turned sideways, I disappear. <laughs> Were you like two D? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much two D. Um, like so, I mean, like, to, did you to have to honest? wear like weights on your feet so that you didn't get blown away by <laughs> the wind? <laughs> We've gone into chat, Stevie T, mate. <laughs> It's did just full on chat yeah. Did you? Were you like one of those incredible wavy <laughs> oh, men? Like, yeah, <laughs> woo! that I was, I was that I was the model for all of them around the, the world. Secretly, the lady, I'm a billionaire secret- because I, that's <laughs> what I was. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to work. <laughs> I'm not sure I choose to work. Yeah. Um, but in all, the, the, there's only um. I suppose there's only one real regret. Like, if I look back on everything, I don't really regret the decisions that I've made and things like that. Uh, yeah, I would have liked to have perhaps be a bit more open during university and done a bit few more things. Probably tried less hard, actually, ironically. Like, I worked too hard in the first year of university. Go out, have some fun. Um, the... The biggest bit that I actually regret mostly is exercise. If I had the knowledge I had now as a 16-year-old, I would be like, right come up with a proper diet and a proper fitness regime from the age of like as soon as i can right that would have i think i would have had a lot more success as a as a competitor and i think i might have had probably a lot more longevity um you know my body is ruined but that's because i've put it through like time and time and time again torture so i mean pain is like people go, you know, the normal amount of pain is none. I'm like, the normal amount of pain hasn't been none for the last like seven years for me. Like, pain is kind of what what you expect. WD forty and cell and duct tape needed for me. Um, and and you laugh, and sometimes it literally is tape like to hold me together. I've I've had many a many a time like that. Yeah, I just think like honestly, the the biggest if I, the biggest regret I have is is all about. Uh, diet and you know my diet i don't like the word diet but like my food intake and exercise i just nutrition. wish i knew what yeah, i nutrition. knew yeah nutrition yeah. i just wish i knew what i knew now then i wouldn't change any of the decisions i made because they were the right decisions at the right time they you know i will i didn't know what i wanted to do so i just picked the things that I, I just got rid of the things i didn't like and then just ended up at one thing and went oh i'm actually all right at this i'll just keep you know doing some code i made some money sweet excellent and then carried on from there i think the you know, there's a few See, what, later decisions what, I would have changed. But it's interesting that you say one thing. I mean, the difference between 16-year-old me and 16-year-old you is that you were in a position where you could understand things like nutrition because you had the internet. Yeah, we didn't even think about stuff like nutrition because it would have involved actually knowing what existed. <laughs> Yeah. And then you had to go to a library. I mean, I remember I used to do school projects, and like, luckily I lived in a kind of a small town because then you could cycle down to the local library, and you could get books out, and you could like do your projects based on that. And they had a really good library. The school library was okay too, but you know, you had to go to a library to 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 you know, you couldn't just go on Wikipedia and go eh, write this for me. But you know, it's 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 you know the fact that we didn't even think about things like nutrition because you know. This is the, it was the 80s, right? And you were like, nutrition was yeah. a fag after nutrition. breakfast, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, much. nutrition was like, you know, 
oh, you know, we didn't have things like five a day. You know, you had the, the basic, we had yeah. the basic food groups. Do you remember, Cherry? You had the, the yeah. five basic food groups. I think it was five. But they included things like pasta and bread and dairy and fatty meat and probably a pack of cigarettes. But, you know, it was just, it was, well, Filled yeah, in, Iran, in, in Iran, it probably consists of a pack of cigarettes. But it, it was, it was, yeah, we just, we, yeah, you had the five basic food groups. And as long as you were getting that, then that was nutrition. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Twinkies are on the five basic food groups. <laughs> oh, oh, no, don't. <laughs> Dom's experienced it. He's experienced it. I love Twinkies. We, oh love no, them. we did a food. We did a food tasting thing, and I did um, uh, like, and I did um, Jaffa cake. Didn't you? you did Jaffa cake? Jaffa cakes versus Twinkies, and Twinkies. it was Twinkies. Yeah, lovely. No, they were not. I've never they known so a bad. cake. To be oh yeah, so bad for you. Of course, they're full of to saturated. Be... Yeah, anything that can be saturated is in a Twinkie. Like literally right. anything that can be saturated right. is. And a I, I suspect the only way you could make it worse is if you deep fat fry it. <laughs> yeah, batter it, <laughs> batter it, and then deep fry it. Nice, <laughs> nice. Did you? Okay. By the way, did you guys try my challenge, my my culinary challenge that I set for you? Bacon and banana. Bacon and banana sandwich. No, no, I haven't tried that. Such pussies. <laughs> um, Jerry, you aren't getting away with this, by the way. You've got to tell tell us. So we're going to wrap this up. No, I'm joking. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, for me, actually, this is a really easy one. This is easy, easy peasy. Um, and I was having... Uh... You're going to meet this girl called Chloe. <laughs> and when you do, run... <laughs> like you've never run before in the history of running ever. <laughs> like Forrest run. Gump. Like run Forrest Gump. Run. Um so <laughs> This is where he's bit like four Chloe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> She's lovely, by the way. She's lovely. I'm still trying to work out what I'm gonna play for your celebrity shout out. I need to think Yeah, that, that'll chords. be coming up next. Um so the advice I'd give my 16-year-old self is don't live your life for others. How's that going? Not good. <laughs> Hasn't done since I was 16. <laughs> In fact, it's interesting. Haven't really learned that lesson properly. <laughs> so here's, here's the problem with that that lesson is that we live in a society and I think we, we are a certain age where men are expected to be a certain thing. And I think that you, you carry the weight, you, you carry pretty much all the weight and you're expected to. I remember reading a, a clip from um, a lady who'd written a feminist book and she was, she was, you know, at a book signing and a man came over to her and she said, you know, he had a, a book for her to, to sign. Um, he was buying it for his, his daughters, her big fans. And she was, you know, she was talking and, and he said something which, and this is from a, a um, this is from a conversation, uh, one of those TED talk type things that she was mm. doing about what changed her life. And she said that he said something that struck her, which was as a man, my family would rather see me die on the white horse than fall off it because they can't conceive the fact that I can't, you know, do this thing. 
and I, I you know the, the more I think about that statement the more I kind of realize that it's it's very very true in a lot of a lot of relationships where you know the, the sort of silent carrying and I, I'm not like going oh man we have it so bad we have it so rough but we are I think expected in the in, in the family unit or the family module to carry the weight and just carry it I think that's one of the things that's changing it's, it's it's slowly changing as well because they've you know we've recognized that you know women have it hard like there are they a lot do. of stuff that they, they have it really really hard and that has now started to change or you know i'd say you know there's a certain things that are totally unacceptable to sort of say these days that wouldn't have been like five ten years ago um and that and because of that now people are going oh actually yeah also because of this we've now recognized that it is hard for men as well in certain different aspects as well and and that equality is def is coming through i've i've noticed a few things but i agree i agree i think sometimes there is a um the quote i i read was uh women are loved men are loved for what they provide um and i i don't think that that's that statement is quite as black and white i think there are definitely you know i know there's people that wouldn't care what i provide they just care about me i do think there are people that that do and uh, that do care about me but th that's definitely sort of a, a perception shift that's kind of gradually come in you see it's interesting I think one of the things that women sorry jerry go no no go on go on i think one of the things that women did right was create feminism because i think it provides women with more than anything else a support group which men don't have we've not been able to create that because i don't even think that we think that way generally i think that as a support group, we've got each other and you're kind of, if, if something's wrong, you'll go, mm, you're right, mate. And you can have a conversation with somebody, but as a larger support group, we just don't, we just don't have that. But even that's I think changing that that's now. interesting. But I think it, that's, that's really mm, changed. A lot it's sort of, it's, but it's, 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 it's changing in certain like areas. If you know what I mean, it's changing. I, I mean, slowly. I, I would, I would find the idea inconceivable because I'm, I'm of a certain age. See, I, yeah, I, I think I'm I'm quite receptive to it. And sorry, Jerry, you go. No, I was going to say. Look, I, I have to say, I have to say that that um, it, it's an interesting one because I also look at it through the lens of what women have had to 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 take on and the burdens that they've had to carry. I think actually, when you look at it, it goes back to the whole when we talk about equality. It's about recognizing the different challenges. That men and women have had to face, and actually, and and, and do you know what? And I'll say this: it's a it's a bold statement, but I'm going to say it, and I do mean it. Um, I still, so I hear you, Steve. I still think it's a hell of a lot easier in this day and age to be a man than it is to be a woman. Yes, yes, and 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 I'd go so far as to say that I think there is that you women have to deal with and manage albeit that they're different but a lot more pressure a lot more pressures I, and a lot more challenges that they've got to i i actually and i'm i'm and i don't mean this i don't actually mean this in any sort of a patronizing way <clears throat> at all but i do actually feel genuinely feel sorry for women i've got a i've got a 20 year old daughter or soon to be 20 um and and what she's had to, to deal old. with and manage yeah no it's interesting actually to to be to, to have a daughter just changes your perspective. If I had a son, I think if I only had one 
child and that that child was a son i think i think my world view would be different but it's just opened it's opened my eyes um but i i think it, it it's it's an interesting it's an interesting one because i think that there's, there's, for, I, I, for I, yeah, women I mean, and men one, things need to change yeah. Things need to change. Yeah. That the, the, the yeah. lines need to be blurred, and, and we all need to agree that actually we've got we're all facing into the same kinds of challenges, really, aren't we? I think. Well, the one thing I will say is, although you say that that women have it harder, I, it's that's not to say that men don't have it hard. No, <laughs> no, exactly. That's, yeah, that's no, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not saying it's not saying I'm not saying there's a guy who got it easy. Of course not. And and the points that you made, Steve, you know that applies. That applies to a lot of men in a lot of situations that they're in. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, women it's, have to deal with a whole I, I, different set of challenges as well, don't they? I would I love it. Be just... about to prostate exams. <laughs> oh God! No, we need to move away from that subject. You, you can, you can, you can determine if you can do your own prostate exam. Um, yeah. I think that um, I would love it for us to be able to have an adult conversation as a species and say, "These are the problems that we've all got." And these are Have you seen problems Brexit? that are unique to us. I know, right? Yeah. Um, but to be able to go acknowledge that it's not a competition to who's got the shittest life. It's about going along the lines of, okay, we're individuals and we've each got shitty things that happen to us. Mm. Not, I'm this and therefore I've got a shittier life than you. Yes, we we all have different problems, but it shouldn't be a competition. It should be more of a supportive thing where people can go, do you know what? I've got this kind of problem, and then not for somebody to go suck it up. Right. So, so on that, and I suppose that, that my <clears throat> my last point on this actually is, if I think it's about men taking more time to understand what women have to go through, and vice versa, I think it's a learning process on both sides, and that Absolutely. will just help everybody. It'll just help everyone. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Anyway, let's go back to you telling right. your sixteen-year-old self. Oh no, that was it. Just well, don't. Did we do that? Yeah, yeah. Don't live, don't live your li- don't live your life trying to please. Don't live your life trying to please other people, whether that be your parents, in particular your parents, or anyone else. I never, I never managed to so, please my parents. Right. So well, it's it's amazing. One of the biggest the biggest things that, that dealing with PTSD kind of comes in is actually about people pleasing. You you know that's how it's come about is that that ability to set boundaries and when you set boundaries, oh the guilt, oh the guilt, God just yeah Ugh. it's it's been a, it's an interesting journey but when you do set that boundaries and you get it right the amount of energy that you then give yourself oof, yeah i bet i bet one of the hardest things i've ever had to learn was not to carry guilt <laughs> because as a species we feel like we have to and society kind of almost demands oh. that we do so that we can use it as a learning experience <laughs> don't carry the guilt can't carry the lesson right carry the lesson yeah. not the guilt because if you if you can if you're going to carry the guilt and and after my first wife and I got divorced, I carried a humongous amount of guilt around with me for a very, very long time. And it was a conscious decision to just put it down and say, right, I've learned my lesson from this <laughs> and I'm not going to get, you know, I can't carry this anymore. It's too heavy. Mm. So I'm going to just take the lesson. I can't change it. It's done. Live tomorrow. You know, Crikey. it's a very difficult thing. But it's one of the more if you, if you can do it, it benefits awesome. you. That is an awesome, awesome piece of advice. Thank mm. you. Right, Steve. I feel like I'm no. in the like I feel like I'm in like some sort of like like uh, like almost temple with two, these two wise <laughs> wise men. <laughs> You're wise, and I'm just 
you know, just sat here going, mm, look at this, look at this experience that's coming I kind of, towards yeah, me. I kind of feel like we should be like, you know, surrounded by wing wing back chairs and you know expensive <laughs> drapery, and and we should be smoking a pipe and drinking bourbon out of very expensive wearing dressing crystal, gowns and... wearing dressing gowns and a cravat. <laughs> you got to have a cravat. Really as long as my pipe can blow bubbles, then I'm all game. Damn straight. <laughs> you need a Gandalf well, pipe. Yeah. Gandalf pipe. Gandalf pipe. I want a corncob pipe. Fool of a toucan. I want to go full MacArthur and have a corncob pipe. Yes, corncob. Uh, nice. Corncob pipe. Nice. Fill it with something something rancid. Yeah. Um, 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 right. Well, look. Um, thank you for... Uh, it's really I, I love this is why I love asking these questions I did it I did it deliberately by the way Steve you probably and Dom I don't know if you were expecting this, if it was a curve no it wasn't no I I deliberately wanted to choose because whenever the three of us get on a call when it, we know each other we've known each other for a long time um, I must say this is going a lot more seriously than I thought it would I thought it would be a lot more bantery but it's been a lot more serious than I thought it would it's been because I feel like, I feel like get... not delivering the value that I no, was, you have was delivered. brought you're to delivering more value this you've way. delivered <laughs> <laughs> no, you deliver tons of value because I think I think what what for me what this was about is let's get to know Steve. Let's let's actually get to know you. This isn't just every, people already know about the banter. People that know us, they get the banter on the daily basis, don't they? To be fair, mm. um, so yeah. So I just wanted to. I just I hope you don't mind, but I just wanted to. Do, I was just really intrigued about those questions as well because I know you've been through so sure. much, Steve. So the, yeah. the the interesting thing I find with this podcast, Steve, is that um, like. We, myself and Jerry always have like this like weird expectation that something's going to go one way or the other and it never does right so I I had the exact thing I thought is this going to be like the most banterous podcast is this going to be overly rude or stuff like that and it's not it's turned into quite a stoic philosophical one and I think that's the beauty of it it's always distinct in that we never know which way it's going to go we don't know what tangent it's going to go off on you know and there has been trust me there has been we've all laughed a lot and what we, I think what both me and Jerry aim to do with this podcast is we, we hold our hands up and go, it's probably the world's shittest podcast. <laughs> but what we're trying to do is just have a bit of fun That's and then, and just whatever happens, happens. Like, you know, obviously yourself and Jerry have been through so much, which is why I made that point about, I feel like I'm being sat. So I've got these two like grandmaster monks in front of me telling me about how life should be, you know, in terms of like national service and in and moving across. And and you know, and that's not to say I don't have my own experiences. I've a completely different set of experiences and a different set of like points to make. And that's what I love. And that's why, you know, I love getting, you know, people like yourself on, but also, you know, people like Hooper are different because Hooper's the same age as me. So it gives a different context to for Jerry and you know and 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 Adam especially is an, another person you know so he's only a couple of years older than me but his life journey is completely different and then we get people like Evgeny on and you're like holy shit balls I'm just gonna how do you hang yeah, on yeah. to your seats folks we've got to deal with a war yeah. so it's I think that's what makes it so beautiful and yeah. um and at no point has anybody ever not caused value. It's you know, if people don't listen to it, they don't listen to it. If people will be the judge of themselves. I mean, it's, but the value is just for right. us three. It, it is, <laughs> it is, and as, as you say, I think we we do we do have good banter, 
a very good banter. I was crying um, on Friday. I was crying laughing. We were when you we did were, the quiz. Were, I was crying uh, laughing. Right, but so, it's, it's it's weird because it, and again, this is this is the very much the way my my brain works is that you know when I say nothing is impossible. When we were doing because Jerry and I, for those of you who on the listening don't know, Jerry and I do the weekly or monthly now monthly, monthly quiz. quiz. It yeah. was it was weekly. I can't believe we did it weekly. I know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how we did that. I can't believe how we what did was that? it. What was that? Was that quiz number 115, wasn't it? 100, yeah, that was 115. Uh, it was 15. And we did 100, 100 that we did weekly. We did 100, 100 we did weekly. Week out. Uh, so apart during from the, the two so, missed yeah. weeks at Christmas, which yeah. is what made it 100 rather than 100. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so to give context, context, context. During the pandemic, they created this weekly quiz so that we could get everyone together and have a bit of fun and, you know, just sort of not bounce off the walls too much. And we didn't do the first few, but we somehow ended up landing in the, the, the position where we were the only ones who were kind of doing it. Uh, and we kept it going. I think we, we I think if we're not being modest, we Did breathed life into job. that. We breathed, we breathed life into it. But then we got to the one point where it was becoming a bit kind of mundane. And I said to Jerry, we know what we need to do. We need to do something that's a bit more interactive. Let's do a segment where we, we do like scenes from movies. And, we'll call it, <laughs> and I said, we, we'll, we'll, we'll call it something. We'll figure out a name for it. And then he was like, okay. Uh, and you could see on, you could see Jerry was like, yeah, I was not coming way out of my comfort zone. Not happy zone. with this. Not yeah. happy with this, right? So I said, no, look, well, I'll do. This. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll sort it, right? We'll, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll do the first one, right? And you'll see it'll be easy, be fine, right? And this is the way my brain works. It'll be fine, be fine, be great. <laughs> Just turn up and do it, be great. What could go wrong, right? <laughs> and then we came up with the name. I can't remember where we called it initially, but we Home eventually improv. settled. Yeah, we called it a home improvement. Yeah, now, yeah, home problem. Yeah. <laughs> Home improvement. Unfortunately, we can't explain the pun. <laughs> no, no, but uh, yeah, home improvement. The Tim Allen show. Let's say it's based on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was so so funny. It, it just. But once you got into it, and we could, I try every week. I try to get you to at least try the voices. You know, try <laughs> some voices. <laughs> try some voices, and you were just like. God, so bad thing, with accents, They're terrible. The thing is, though, that Steve would Steve would do the high octaves if he was uh, doing a, an actress. So, <laughs> funny. so, so good. funny, and none of us had a Scooby Doo what scenes they were doing. They were difficult. The they were difficult. They were rounds. difficult, they but were it, was it was good. It was good. You know, yeah. yeah. But the favorite, my our our favorite, our favorite was the scene from John Wick Two. Oh. Where he's like, yeah, when Love he goes it. and sees the sommelier. That's it. And um, I think we pulled that one off quite nicely. I think, I think we, we did that. that one I think we did nicely. that very, very well. That was some John Wick two, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah. You one. kept it laughing. You one. kept laughing through. It. You kept laughing through because <laughs> yeah. I was. I took it really seriously and did the voices. You and you were it like perfectly. It made it <laughs> <laughs> now, can you giggle. imagine the rest of us sat around trying to figure yeah. out what scene it is, and you've got Jerry <laughs> giggling it. like a five-year-old schoolgirl, and you like, off. Oh, sir. No, sir has a. Oh, I can't remember what the words it, were. Oh, so it has a penchant, a, a penchant yeah. for the German varietals. But yeah, I, I, I put so much. I actually watched that clip about five or six times just before we did it, just so I could get just the inflections right. Oh, no, you, just to you nail it. it, and then we smashed it. You but there was another one. There it. was another one that we would oh the the, the um the Mister Takagi scene in in Die Hard when I was doing the whole kind of Alan Rickman thing. 
about yeah i, I put a lot I of effort into that. kind of nailing it nailed it in the end anyway yes. yeah but um so yeah the more you try the better it gets exactly just have some fun with it have some fun i don't know there were a couple it. of times yeah. the more you tried you're like this is not getting any better thanks <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done home improvement for a long time might need to do that haven't done time. home improvement no. no um right thank you very much celebrity corner yeah so we're going to do celebrity call out corner so steve over to you celebrity call out corner <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I love it. Just one more time for the listeners. Oh, God, I'm going to come. What the hell chord did I play? (laughs) Celebrity call out corner. Are you sure that was a chord? That was. Yeah. One more. Third time lucky. One more. Uh, Let me try a different chord. Uh, Let me try this one. I don't know what this is. I'm not very good with guitar. Celebrity call out corner. Ooh. That definitely had a country inflection. Yeah, that, that, that had a that. country music inflection. Well done. <laughs> that went full, full Billy Ray Cyrus. Full I Billy Ray it. Cyrus. Don't tell my heart. It. My achy breaky <laughs> heart. <laughs> heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the lyric is he just won't understand. Yeah, I know. I changed it. <laughs> Don, I've got two words for you. Happy editing. So I'm not editing any of this. This is a wow. Assuming nothing goes wrong in the next two minutes and the the ending, this is going to be cut and shut and done. Okay, well, this this last bit is quite easy. Um, I was toying with whether to do this or not. I think I'm always going to revert back to and repeat the very first Celebrity Call-Out Corner. So for the listeners... If you remember, the last episode, we did Celebrity Call-Out Corner and I called out Johnny Depp. So I said, if anybody knows Johnny Depp personally, directly, indirectly, knows the agent of Johnny Depp, um, Johnny would love to get you on the show. And we'll ask you all sorts of stuff. You know, we'll ask you about your, your go-to meal deal. Um, and uh, And we'll just ask you questions that you just don't get asked by people in the the standard press and the standard media so second celebrity call out is going to be to who who is it going to be dom it's got to be mr keanu reeves is it not thank you it's got to be it is so this is this is a call out to keanu reeves anyone that knows him directly (laughs) indirectly knows his agent knows someone who knows him um we'd love to have you on the show we are mega mega fans mega fans is just i don't think that even does it justice so it would i mean what can i say if we were to get him on this podcast i mean what the actual fringe or bangs what the actual bang what the actual bangs choose whichever weapon you want fringe bangs the german variety oh the german varietals can you imagine? So, so oh, you, if go. he does come on, you're going to invite me back just so that we can. I oh, can do like we'll do the scene for him. Oh, I this this application software has got uh, like an audience participation. If we really wanted to, I'm sure if we said we've got Keanu Reeves on the thing, the audience participation would be huge. Um, I'm going to take over a little bit of hosting for can, about thirty seconds. Can, can, can I invite someone? Can I can I invite a celebrity who I'd love yes, to interview? Go go on then. I'd love to. I'd love to invite. Uh, Corey Taylor, Corey Taylor from Slipknot. If you're listening uh, to this, I would love to interview. I'd love to have a chat about <laughs> so many things because I think you've had a really interesting guess. life. Nice. That's a great shout. Nice. That's a great shout. Oh, Corey, 
Apparently, he's very funny as well, Corey. He is hilariously funny. Have you ever seen him do... He was doing a concert. He was just doing like an acoustic set for some fans. Mm. And he... They were like, come on, do SpongeBob. And he yes. sings SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. Hi, hi, Captain. He, he just comes across as being. He, he did a call out for Margot Robbie. Are you ready, kids? Yes. Yeah, he, yes. He did a call out for Margot Robbie at, a, at a, um, a Slipknot concert. I'd love to talk to Corey Taylor, just interview him. And like you said, I think he's just. He's probably one of life's most brilliant human beings. Um, mm. You know, he's, he's had a really. One of those people who you think he's actually had quite a hard life. And um, yeah, a lot of the stuff that he's done, you know, whether or not you like Slipknot, a lot of the stuff that he's kind of gone Stone through Sour. comes out in his music and Stone Sour as well. Stone Sour is brilliant. Um, but yeah, oh, if you, if you, yeah. yeah, but no. I mean, for any, anyone who would like to listen to a Slipknot song that you won't hate, listen to a song called Snuff. Which is a very snuff is a very personal um, song for 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 him, um, and it deals with a lot of good stuff. But I, I I found some resonance in it. But it's not a hard song. It's actually a really easy song to listen to. So yeah, as, as similar to um, Disturbed doing Sound of Silence. I think that's one of their mm. better songs. Um, yeah. Like that. So um, I just want to say to our listeners, Jerry has done an absolutely fabulous job of has? hosting this one. He's done, Thank you. He's done Thank a you. wonderful job uh, to do that. However, I do have to to do that. Jerry, what are your final thoughts? Oh, no, I can't <laughs> believe this. Because I, I had so it written good. down. I was going to do final thoughts. Well, I was no, going to ask you. Oh, flipping <laughs> egg. Oh, I can't Jerry, believe this. Jerry, you did a last minute for Jerry, the Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> final thoughts. Um, are, are you going to have to end with and be kind to each other? <laughs> be, yeah, yeah, take care of us. We always are. And each other. Um I oh this has really put me on the spot. I I uh this I love this journey and long may it continue. Um and thank you very much for joining Steve and and thank you for for um humoring me in taking a slightly different tack to this because I I both knew that I knew both of you were thinking okay this is just going to be like you know it's going to be just <laughs> oh, inanity for the whole back. you know two hours um but actually no it ended up being really quite poignant so thank yeah. you for, i think for i think me on that from Steve, my perspective thank you so 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 much for having me on i, I this is this is great because i'm as you both can probably guess i'm a really extroverted person and i like to this is a this was probably the best avenue for that to be able to explore a lot of the stuff with you and have a very kind of, I would say a different conversation from one we normally have. Yeah. It was a lot, it was a lot, it was a lot nicer. And I think that, um, yeah, as, as, a, as an avenue, as an opportunity, it was fantastic. I'd love to do it again. If you could bear yeah. having me on. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. My, very uh, jealous uh, that you have this actually very, very jealous. <laughs> that you have this. Um, I'm, my... I need my own one just to, just to be able to talk crap. <laughs> It's have interesting. my own guests. Maybe I'll get Corey Taylor on. <laughs> Not before us. My final thoughts, Jerry. I have got some. Excellent. Um, I, I've loved this. This has been great. This has been a very, it, again, it was, a, it was a little bit different to what I expected, but it also, you know, it definitely went down the, the avenues that I thought it would because of just how this is formed. Um, yes, absolutely. would love to have you back on again, Steve. Um, I, I, like over the years, we've, de- you know, we've, we've worked, all the three of us have now worked together a long time. I have a lot of respect for you both, I think. You, you've gone on a journey that I don't think many people know 
they just see you now and don't realize that what you've had to go through to grow to get there and you know it's same for everybody but it's it's lovely to do this um interestingly um steve one of the things i i did definitely had a thought of is when we when we get to a point where we'd like to do the odd in-person podcast when we have a setup and a place to kind of go to and get together oh yeah that'd be absolutely fab. i'd absolutely love to do one with you i'd like yeah. to do like a like almost like a pub centric one no we've we're relaxed we've got nice. a few beers nice you know and that. just sit around with some microphones and just discuss brilliant. the world um so that, oh, that, that's my yeah, count me in yeah that's count brilliant. me in i'm gonna the, hand the, back over to you be, jerry to finish that could be my christmas present yeah <laughs> we do it in the summer i think oh, that'd be that's barbecues a, and beers i love that idea absolutely love it we'll, we'll make that happen um yeah for sure right so thank you very much indeed listeners um once again thank you everybody for all your support for continuing to support this go on, go Ooh, on, go on i forgot up. to say i don't know who is it i love I, i'm gonna count i'm gonna just open up an application i love i love i love i love i love podcasting shows I love side, four of you. There are four amazing people out there because you have given us a five star review on Spotify. So we Yay! hold a five star average on Spotify by four. Oh my people. god! Oh, yeah. What? Okay, thank yeah. you so much. Well, there you go. <gasps> oh, I I read something that JP Morgan did. Right? Apparently, if you create a thirty second song and you upload it to Spotify, and then you get a way of your it being played every, on repeat for 24 hours a day, you can make $1,400 a week. Spotify have already patched it. Damn it! <laughs> Don't. I was just learning guitar. Damn it! <laughs> and you nailed that last chord as well. Did I? <laughs> that third oh. attempt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Full on country. It was western. actually, went, yeah, the reason I nailed it was because I actually played it. <laughs> the other two were like, <laughs> that the usually helps. Like, yeah, uh, that usually helps. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a long way to go, Steve. <laughs> so, yes, a big, big thank you, Steve. Thank you so much once again for, for joining and supporting this. Thank you for all our listeners uh, for supporting this podcast. Thank you for all your feedback. Thank you for your reviews. Um, don't hesitate to recommend friends, family, um, and more people we can get on board, the better, because uh, it would be good just to – I think there's a lot that we cover off um, that's distinct and jovial. So, um, yeah. I look forward to catching you all again in a month. Bye. Take care, Thank everyone. you, guys. Bye. Take it easy. <laughs>